telling you tonight is so relevant to all of us because there is an invisible war going on right now that every single one of us are fighting. I want you to understand this tonight, that every single one of you are fighting an invisible war that cannot be seen in the spirit and that cannot be seen in the natural. And the main place of battle is in every person. And it's not in the spiritual realm. It's in about a two inch span between this ear and between this ear. There is a battle, you guessed it, in the mind going on in every single one of us. Nobody is exempt from the battle in the mind. Now, we've talked about warfare in the spiritual realm. We've talked about how the warfare in the spiritual manifests in the natural. But tonight, what I want to talk about is the war that is going on in the mind. And many of you tonight are victims of this war. I've become, I've become a casualty many times to the vi- and a victim to the war that is going on and raging in the mind. And we need this message of deliverance of the mind. We need this message of breaking through strongholds. Who am I preaching to in the mind? And the danger of this war, and let me tell you why this war that we're going to talk about tonight is so dangerous. It's a war that is easy to hide from other people. Now, when you're fighting addiction, most of the people around you already uh, already know that you're fighting addiction. When you're fighting demons, most of the people around you know that you're fighting demons. When you're struggling in a certain area in your life, come on, am I preaching tonight? Everyone around us usually knows our friends and family the struggle we're going through. But the battle of the mind is very complex because it's very easy to hide the battle of the mind. Many of you know right now as I'm speaking, you're in a war as I'm speaking against fear. You're in a war against anxiety. You're in a war against depression. You're in a war against tormenting traumatic thoughts. You're in a war against nightmares from your thoughts. And we're all battling this warfare in the mind. Doesn't matter if you're a pastor. Doesn't matter if you're a preacher. Doesn't matter if you're on the worship team. Doesn't matter if you're a business owner, a doctor, a politician an actor, a barista at Starbucks, a police officer, a nurse. We're battling a war in the mind. And this is the secret battle that most people don't talk about. This is the secret battle that most people hide. Many of you are battling racing thoughts. You're battling fear of the future or the fear of what's to come. Fighting the desire to please people, the desire to fit in, the desire and the pressure to be successful and to pay the bills and to get married and to have kids. And there's this constant battle because here's the deal, guys. You can't turn your mind off. You can't just stop fighting like spiritual warfare. We can just sit back and say, I'm not going to fight spiritual warfare. We can sit back and say, I'm not going to fight in the natural. But the war that goes on the mind is raging. Now, especially I want to be very practical tonight and get some serious stuff we're going to talk about tonight. Some of it might be explicit and it might be a little bit intense, but I want to say something to many of you that are right now stuck at home during COVID. Many of you that might be stay-at-home dads or stay-at-home moms and you have extended amounts of time to sit and think the battle gets even crazier. Now, we know the pandemic we're in right now, that mental illness is at an all-time high, that depression is at an all-time high, that anxiety is at an all-time high which is the reason why we need to be talking about this tonight, which is more the reason why God wants to get this message out. The reason why I said this might be the most significant and important stream that we ever do. Come on, share this broadcast. Let's get to 2,000 is because of what's happening right now in our world. I am not oblivious to the fact that many homes are being foreclosed on. I'm not oblivious to the fact that many people have lost their jobs. I'm not oblivious to the fact that many people are battling sickness, are in the hospital. I talked to someone today that just got out of the hospital. They were in the hospital for 32 days in the ICU 
an old friend of ours that I grew up knowing, and they said they literally thought they were going to die and they weren't going to get out of the ICU. So imagine 32 days they were in the ICU. Imagine the mental battle that they were fighting, the mental warfare that they were going through. And I get these messages all the time. I'm battling in my mind. I'm battling in my mind. And I believe God's not just going to set you free, but I'm blessing myself tonight because I believe there are some areas in my own mind, my own thought life that God wants to deliver. And we see people that will battle for years and years and years and years, and everything looks fine. They have the job going for them they have the family going for them and then all of a sudden they have a breakdown and everyone around them says this I didn't even realize that they were going through this how many of you know people like this they have a mental breakdown they end up in a mental hospital or they end up you know trying to take their life and all of a sudden people around them say I never knew they were going through this and that's because the battle that we're fighting and I feel the Holy Ghost so strong tonight is taking place in a place that cannot be seen with the naked eye the mind cannot be seen with with the naked eye or the spiritual eye. It's not a place that could just be discerned naturally, but it is a very real place. I mean, think about this. If we can project our thoughts onto a screen for everyone to see, it would be horrifying if people can look at our thoughts. Am I the only one? If people were able to take a glimpse inside our thought life, if our thoughts were able to go up on a projector screen in front of all of our friends, in front of all of our coworkers, in front of all of our family, many of us would be terrified for people to see what we think about and we don't get judged on our thoughts thank God but the problem is that our thoughts turn into actions and we are judged by our actions many people give into their thought life because they're never able to break free in the mind because nobody has taught them that there is power to get delivered in your mind I'm talking about depression I'm talking about anxiety I'm talking about stress I'm talking about worry I'm talking about lying I'm talking about vain imaginations I'm talking about traumatic experiences I'm talking about PTSD these battles in the mind that God wants to deliver us from and people are giving in but God says I want to deliver you and tonight I'm believing for mental strongholds to be shattered I'm believing for the strongholds of fear I'm believing for the strongholds of anxiety I'm believing for the strongholds of witchcraft the strongholds of depression, the strongholds of anger, the strongholds of unforgiveness. Come on, who, who am I preaching to? The strongholds of trauma and hurt. God wants to deliver your mind tonight. Let me say it clearly here. God wants to set you free in the realm of your mind. The mind is a real place and God wants to set you free, not just so you're not doing things, but so that you're not thinking things. Now, many people say, I don't give in to lust, yet they're always having lustful thoughts. People say, I don't lie, but they're always hearing lies in their mind. People say, I don't blaspheme, but they have blaspheming thoughts. People say, I'm not angry, but they battle rage in the mind. And it's only a matter of time by what happens in your thought life manifest in the natural. Now, your mind is like property that is either occupied, and I hope you're taking notes tonight, is either occupied by God or occupied by Satan. You need to ask yourself, who has more real estate? Who has more territory? Who has more property in my mind? Because both forces are warring against each other to be able to establish a government in your mind. Friend, God wants to establish his government in your mind and the enemy wants to establish his kingdom in your mind. He wants your thoughts to be full of lust and perversion and distraction and laziness and spiritual complacency and deception and confusion and witchcraft. And so he uses powers of mind control and powers of witchcraft and he comes in through traumatic experiences and, and they diagnose this whether you have OCD and you have PTSD and you have anxiety and you you have depression and they try to medicate the strongholds they try to medicate the mind but God's power is able to deliver you so that you don't need the medications that the culture is trying to give you 
Romans 8, 5 says that those who are according to the flesh are controlled by its unholy desires. They set their minds, so watch what he's saying here, and they pursue things that gratify the flesh. But those who are walking according to the Spirit and are controlled by the Spirit, they set their minds on things and they seek things that gratify the Holy Spirit. So here we have people that are setting their minds on the things of the flesh, and what happens as they set their mind on the things of the flesh? They do things that gratify the flesh. Then on the other side, we have people that set their mind on the spirit, which we're going to talk about later. They dwell on the spirit and they do things that please the spirit. What is it saying there? It's saying that you will become what you put your mind to. Now, people say you can do whatever you set your mind to. That's not a worldly principle. That is a biblical principle. Whatever your mind is set on is what you're going to do, is what you're going to become. So your mind or what's in your mind dictates your actions. If your mind is full, of lust, then guess what? You're going to act out in those lustful things. Well, you say, well, I'm not acting them out. Well, it's a matter of time before you do. If your mind is full of adultery and you're fantasizing being with somebody else's husband or wife, it's a matter of time before you walk in adultery. If your mind is filled with deceptive thoughts or lying, it's a matter of time before you start bringing that pattern of lying and deception in. So whatever you put in your mind, and this is why, guys, I've been telling you, what are you watching on the television? What have we got ourselves into? Some of you are just watching watching show after show and the shows have adultery in them they have lust in them perversion in them taking God's name in vain and all of a sudden you're going like why am I having lustful dreams it's because that's what you're putting in your mind why am I thinking and saying lustful jokes and sexual things because that's what you're putting in your mind you're listening to music that's all full of your past and the things that you used to do and you say well brother it's oldies it's not that big a deal but here's the thing friend you got to understand that this is what you're filling your mind with. So ask yourself tonight, what am I filling my mind with? What am I being consumed of? What am I putting in my mind? Because that eventually is going to manifest. And this is why strongholds are so important to talk about because oftentimes, the strongholds that we have dictate our actions. If you have a stronghold of the mind, it's just a matter of time before you walk it out. You look at some of the most successful people in the world and in interviews, they talk about their depression and their fear and their hopelessness and their anxiety. And you think, how can someone who on the outside has everything together? And I'm preaching to someone tonight, come on, share this broadcast. But on the inside, they are falling apart. I mean, have you guys seen some of these interviews where celebrities have millions and billions of dollars and they're successful, but then in their mind, they are captive and they are slaves. And some of you are slaves in your own mind. You say, Isaiah, I cannot escape this anxiety and this fear. And this is where God wants to set you free. This is the war of the mind that is so easy to hide. So we see things like mental illness on a rise. We see things like PTSD on a rise. We see things like OCD. These are all battles of the mind that are on a rise. And if God wants to heal your physical body, doesn't it make sense that God wants to heal you mentally? Now you might not have cancer tonight. You might not have diabetes or high blood pressure, but is not anxiety anxiety, depression, fear, PTSD, just as debilitating as cancer, just as debilitating as diabetes or high blood pressure. And God says, if I want to heal you physically, I also want to heal your mind. Now, this is not always a demon that we're dealing with. Some of these things are mental strongholds that God can break and that God can heal. It's like I said, easy to hide from everybody else what we're going through in the mind. But here's what I want you to know. You can't hide from God what's going on in your mind. And God does not want you 
to live a life of struggle. Now, some of you are already battling this teaching right now. You're already battling this message right now because you've already come into grips with the fact that it's God's will for your life to be depressed. It's God's will for your life to be anxious. It's God's will for your life to be have OCD or PTSD or schizophrenia. And this is just God's plan. And I came to tell you that's a lie from the enemy, from the devil is a liar. And God says, I'm ready to fight for you, that you're not battling this on your own, but God is ready to fight for you. And here's the deal, friend. Isaiah Saldivar is here to fight for you. I wouldn't be pouring into you for this amount of time if I wasn't ready to fight for you. And I want to tell somebody that's battling with intense anxiety, depression, fear, worry, loneliness, and everything else that God has your back and that you will make it through. Let me say that again. You're going to survive. You are not going to succumb to anxiety or suicide or fear or depression. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel called the Holy Spirit, called Jesus, called the Father. And there is power in the anointing. There's power in our authority. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the Holy Spirit to set you free tonight. Do not believe Satan's lies that you will always be like this. Do not believe Satan's lies that this is God's plan for your life. Do not believe Satan's lies that everyone else can be free but you, as if God's holding out on you. Do not believe Satan's lies that this is normal and that everyone goes through mental illness because you are a daughter and a son of Almighty God. Friend, you've been purchased with royal blood you've been given all things pertaining to life and godliness come on type one if this is touching is blessing you and you have the same spirit that raised Christ is living on the inside of you and God wants to bring breakthrough right now in every single mind you don't even have to wait till we pray this is your moment to get free of mental illness and free of mental strongholds and free of demonic bondage God is getting ready to break somebody out in their mind you have not missed the mark you've not missed your calling that God has a plan and it might feel mundane and you might feel like you're going through the motions but God's plan is greater than the plan that the enemy has on your life these mental strongholds are going to be broken as we learn and as we strategize how to overcome them. And mental strongholds are fortresses that the enemy builds in the mind to keep us in cycles of sin, patterns of wrong thinking, and ultimately leave us in bondage. And usually it's easy to tell because usually the strongholds are the one or two things that we just can't seem to get rid of. Now you might have gotten deliverance from a demon. You might be born again and serving God radically, but there are still strongholds or things in your mind that you are dealing with these are strongholds and we're going to talk about how to identify some certain strongholds that are common that we are going to overcome tonight now the way that strongholds are established i'm giving you this brief for the sake of time is usually by believing the lies that satan's give you and when you believe satan's lies you allow him to establish a stronghold in your thinking in your mind and the longer you believe the lies the longer you follow the lies the bigger the stronghold becomes the larger the castle or the fortress becomes and they're built usually over time. Now, strongholds can also be, which we'll go into later, built by traumatic experiences, but usually think of strongholds as a long-term building project that Satan establishes when you start buying into the lies. Now, why is the word of God, one of the reasons it's so powerful is because it exposes truth and it demolishes strongholds. How does that happen? Because when you learn truth, the stronghold gets demolished and you realize, I, I believe this lie for years. Now, some of you have gotten delivered in our live streams because for years you didn't believe in this or didn't believe in that. That. And as you've heard the word of God, the strongholds have automatically be broken. So friend, every time I get up here and start preaching, you guys, 
I'm hammering strongholds. I'm assaulting strongholds in your mind. I'm going to war in the spirit realm. I'm preaching to principalities, according to Paul. So we're not preaching natural. We're preaching to assault strongholds in your mind, strongholds in your spirit, strongholds in your soul, strongholds in your marriage, strongholds in your business, in your family. The longer we allow the strongholds to remain, the larger and the stronger they become. And every single week, as we listen to the lies of the enemy, he keeps building, adding bricks to the strongholds, adding bricks to the, the buildings he's made in our mind. And after several years, you now have this massive stronghold and you try to go in it and destroy it. And it's in, almost impossible to destroy it naturally. You try to break the depression, the anxiety and the fear. And you say, well, I've been this way so long. I don't even know. And I feel like prophesying to somebody. I don't even know how my life would be without anxiety. I've had it for so long. I don't even know how my life would be without OCD or without PTSD or without fear or without depression or without witchcraft or without confusion. I've just lived my life so long. And all you're telling me is the stronghold's been there for so long. But friend, I came to preach to somebody. I came to tell somebody that it doesn't matter how long the stronghold has been there in your life. God can break it in a moment tonight. It doesn't matter, friend. I'm telling you, you need some powerful weapons and equipment tonight to go ahead and break down these strongholds. And luckily, we have the most powerful weapons in existence with God's power and with God's word. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse three through six. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they are mighty before God to cast down strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that is exalted against the knowledge of God and bringing, now watch what he goes here, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So strongholds and thoughts are attached here and being in readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience shall be made full. So he says, we're not walking in the flesh. We're walking in the spirit. We're, we're talking tonight about spiritual things. And so everything we're doing is a fight in the spirit realm. Ephesians 6, our wrestle is not against human bodies, flesh and blood, but against people that have no bodies. We're fighting against spiritual things. We're fighting against people with no bodies, spiritual disembodied spirits. We're fighting against the powers of darkness. We're fighting in the invisible realm. But here's the important thing. Our weapons are not of the flesh. You cannot argue a stronghold out. Have you ever talked to somebody and they have a pattern of thinking and you try to argue with them and argue? And this is why I don't argue on Facebook or social media or comment sections because you can argue all you want, but arguings, arguments do not break mental strongholds. Arguing do not break strongholds. If somebody has a stronghold of wrong thinking, it's not going to be an argument that sets them free. It's going to be the word of God and the power of God. And so you cannot argue somebody out of these strongholds. You have to break them with the power, the word, the blood, and these different weapons that we have. But these are spiritual things. And I love what he says. He says, first, you need to make sure you cast down in imaginations. Now, imaginations are simply forming new ideas, new concepts, new principles. This is basically when you create new doctrines or ideas in your mind that violate God's word, but you accept them as right. And there's so many wrong things in our life that we've accepted to be okay. These are imaginations saying like, I can do this and still serve God. That's an imagination. You've created that in your mind. I can still watch these certain movies 
and be holy. I can still serve God on Sundays, live carnal all week long, and some of you are sweating now, and still serve God on Sunday. I can pick and choose from God's word like it's some type of hometown buffet. These are imaginations that you've created. Things like, I'm not called to lay hands on the sick. That's an imagination. That's not God's word. I'm not called to do deliverance ministry. I'm not called to fast or to pray or to live a consecrated life. Imaginations are principles, concepts, ideas, and doctrines that have been created have been perverted and have been made up. And so what we have to do is we have to recognize the wrong and then we have to cast them down. So you can't dwell with these imaginations and think it's okay to believe these things. You have to choose today that tonight I'm going to believe the word of God. I am tired of believing the enemy. I'm tired of listening to the lies of the serpent and the lies of the snake because as I obey the enemy's lies, listen to his lies, I'm giving him power and giving him the ability and I'm authorizing, giving him building permits to come behind enemy lines and to start building in my mind. And so he says, you need to cast down the imaginations. You need to destroy the arguments. Okay, some of you aren't gonna like this because all you do is argue on social media all day. You feel like it's your calling to argue with people and you need to destroy arguments, opinions that exalt against the knowledge of God, that exalt themselves and you need to take every thought captive. Remind you, this is speaking of the mind. We're all we're talking here about things that are built in the mind. You need to be careful when you're talking about these things, these doctrines that have been made up, these opinions and these arguments and all these doctrines that have been made up by men because you'll end up down a rabbit trail becoming a conspiracy theory believer and start following doctrines that are not biblical and you'll start telling yourself, "Well, maybe hell isn't real and maybe demons don't exist and maybe everyone is saved and maybe, you know, salvation's just forever and I can live how I want." And you start going down these arguments and these opinions and you're watching all these people on YouTube that have no scriptures, that have no biblical backing, that have no fruit in their life and you start following these things, these concepts, these imaginations, these arguments, these opinions and the Bible says you need to cast them down and you need to take the thoughts captive. Take them captive. Now I'm going to talk more later about consecrating your thoughts but notice the language that Paul says. He goes, you need to capture them. You need to bind your thoughts. You need to arrest your thoughts. And he uses um, imagery of like a wild animal that's running wild and you need to take it captive and cage it up and tie it up because if you don't, it's going to run wild and cause damage in your life. Now, some of you are going, brother, you are preaching right to me and you know where I'm going because a lot of time our thoughts are like wild animals that want to bring havoc in our mind. They want to destroy our mind. They want to bring fear and bring anxiety and if we don't capture them they'll run around our mind and wreak all out havoc now david talked about this in psalms 94 19 he said when my anxious thoughts multiply within me your comfort delights my soul now does anyone in the chat know what david is talking about when you get into loops of thoughts where the more you think about something come on i guess i'm preaching to myself tonight the more anxious you get he says my anxious thoughts are multiplying the more that i think about them they're making me anxious and you can sit there for 10 minutes and thinking of one thing and it goes from oh man i found a spot somewhere on my body 10 minutes later, you're anxious thinking, maybe I have cancer. What am I going to do if I die? I mean, this is the way our anxious thoughts multiply. Or you're looking at the economy and you're seeing what's going on. And before you even know it, 
you're thinking about losing your job and you might lose your home and you might go into foreclosure and everything you worked for might be gone and what do we what am I going to do if I lose the job and I didn't even go to college and I'm not going to be able to pay this and how are my kids going to eat and where am I going to go here and nothing's even happened all because you were watching the news and they talked about places and the how bad the economy was doing and how jobs are closing down and unemployment was running out and the anxious thoughts begin to multiply and you start heart starts racing start having shortness of breath how do you know so much brother Isaiah about this because I've dealt with this I've battled this and I know that God wants to set you free in the mind the longer you dwell on things the more your thoughts multiply so you need to bind them capture them arrest them tie them up it's all the same word before they get out of control you got to get your thoughts in control i want to talk to somebody that's been dealing with restless thoughts you've been dealing with demonic thoughts you've been battling in your mind it's time for you to start taking your thoughts captive before your thoughts try to take you captive your thoughts want to captivate you they want to take you captive have you ever been captivated by something or somebody that is a thought trying to arrest you trying to imprison you but I say today that I will not be controlled by my thought, but I will control my thoughts in Jesus' name that I refuse to be a prisoner in my own mind. Christ has given me the power, he's given me the authority, and he's given me the ability to gain freedom in my mind. Now, have to, you, you have to understand this tonight, that every single one of you, because this is not going to make sense what we're going to go into talking about different strongholds and how to assault and break strongholds, if you don't understand that everyone's made up of three parts. So we all have physical bodies, which is what the world sees when they look at us. We all have our spirit man where God dwells, the spiritual area of our life where God dwells when we repent and when we're born again. And then the third part of us is our soul, which is compromised uh, or comprised of the mind, the will, and the emotion. So the physical body, what you see here, my spirit man, which is where God dwells when I repent and I'm born again. And then we have the soul, which is the mind, the will and the emotion. So when we're born again, God breathes his Holy Spirit into us and our spirits go from being dead to being alive. How many of you know you've gone from death to life and you've been transferred from darkness to light? So we were all created to walk in the spirit, meaning and this is what walking in the spirit is. We submit our bodies, our physical bodies, our minds, our will, and our emotions to the Spirit of God who is now alive in us. Friend, you have to know this, that you were once dead in your trespasses. You were spiritually dead. You were spiritually appraised. You were blind. You were a spiritual zombie. And God has put his power in you when you were born again. He's put his spirit on the inside of you. And to walk in the Spirit means I am submitting my mind, my will, my emotions, and my body to God, which means... I can't go out and do whatever I want with my body. I can't live however I want. I can't be going out sleeping around and going out doing this and going out doing that with that person and waving this there and waving that there. My body no longer belongs to me. That's why the Bible says, present your body as a living sacrifice. My body is a temple of God and my body belongs to God. My mind now belongs to God. Satan, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong up in here. Satan, this mind does not belong to you. Some of you, all you need to do is let the enemy know that your mind does not belong to him. Satan, my emotions do not belong to you any longer. I refuse to let you make me bitter. I refuse for you to make me where I can't cry and be emotional and express emotion the devil is a liar I come against him in Jesus name and I say that to walk in the spirit is to walk according to the will of God now the more that we allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives the more our mind 
our will and our emotions are transformed. Now, all of a sudden, I actually want to do things for God. Why? Because my will is being changed by God's power. Your will is your ability to make decisions. So before, I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to fast. I didn't want to read my Bible. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to go to prayer meeting. I didn't want to live holy. I didn't want to do none of that. But now that I'm walking in the Spirit, the Spirit of God is renewing my will, my decision-making abilities. And so now my will wants to serve God. God. I want to pray. I desire to read. I have a holy addiction to his presence. Why? Because it's a sign that my will is being renewed. I hope this is helping somebody type one. My will is being renewed. I'm no longer a slave to lustful things. I'm no longer plotting against people. I'm now went from seeing the worst in people before I was saved to now seeing the best in people. Why is that? Because my mind is being renewed. My mind no longer thinks about things of this world. I no longer look at women like just some piece of meat passing by. I'm no longer bitter or angry or racist like I used to be. Why? Because my mind is being restored and renewed by the Holy Spirit to what God originally designed it to be and so the closer I draw to him the more my mind the more my will these things start getting renewed and my mind and my thoughts start adapting to the mind of Christ do the thoughts of God. Now, emotions are huge because many of us have damaged emotions from childhood traumas, life experiences, letdowns, and toxic relationships. I remember when I got saved, I didn't cry for close to 10 years. I had friends die and family members pass away and animals that I loved pass away. And for close to 10 years, I didn't shed one tear. Why? Because my emotions were damaged from shame, from guilt, from bitterness, from resentment, and from the, the trials of life. And I didn't know why I was couldn't cry. I just, just literally could not cry. And I didn't realize my heart was so hard. My emotions were messed up. And when I encountered God, I bawled like a baby. I cried. I'm telling you, I cried more in the first two weeks of encountering God than I probably cried in my entire life because God was renewing and God was restoring my emotions and the emotions that had been damaged, God began to heal. And I want to speak to somebody that has damaged emotions tonight. I speak to you that God wants to heal you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to bring breakthrough. Come on, I'm reading the chat. God wants to bring breakthrough tonight in your emotions. Have you been through trauma? Have you been through divorce? If you're having tormenting thoughts, which I'm going to go into, we're going to get healed tonight in our emotions. And now I'm telling you, friend, when I get in prayer, I could cry and I don't even know why I'm crying. And it's because God has restored and renewed my emotions. I'm sensitive. When I hear people share their testimony, I start getting in tears. I have to bite my lip because I want to cry and I have to hold back tears. Why? because God has now restored my emotions and God is continuing to restore. And so if you need your emotions restored, tonight is your night for God to deliver you in your emotions, for God to restore your emotions and God to make you whole. Now you say, Isaiah, where is this whole thing about your soul and your body and your spirit? First Thessalonians 5.23, Paul explains this and he says, may the very God of peace sanctify you completely. And I pray to God that your whole spirit your soul and your body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now the Greek word that's translated from completely is holothesis and it means this, to be whole through and through, to be complete to the end, but watch this here, this is the Greek meaning of complete, to be undamaged and to be perfect. Think about this, Paul is saying this, I am praying that you would get a 
to a point in your life and in your soul where your soul, which is your mind, your will, and emotions would be undamaged, would be perfect, would be complete and whole through and through. So is this God's will for my life? Yes. God's will for your life is that you'd be undamaged in your mind, your will, and your emotions. And I know this to be true because Paul makes it very clear in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Now, if God did not want this, Paul would not be praying out of the will of God. So Paul says, listen, I'm praying for you tonight that you would not be damaged. Listen, you are not damaged good. I know some of you say, Isaiah, I'm emotionally damaged from a past relationship. I'll never get over it. Friend, you are in a perfect position for God to heal you tonight. He goes, I want you to be undamaged. I want you to be healed. I want you to be whole. This is the God that we serve. He's a God that says, I will make all things new. And tonight, God wants to make your emotions, your ambitions, your dreams brand new. Ephesians 4.22, I want you to see what Paul says in the Amplified. He says, strip yourselves of your former nature put off and discard your old unrenewed self which characterize your previous manner of life and becomes corrupt through the lust and the desires that spring from delusion and be constantly renewed watch this in the spirit of your mind having a fresh and fresh mental and spiritual attitude and put on the new nature, the regenerated, regenerated self created in God's image and likeness and true righteousness and holiness. Look at what Paul is saying. He's saying you need to have a fresh mental and spiritual attitude by being renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit. So in order for us to walk in personal victory over mental strongholds, we have to lay down the old self, the old way of thinking, strip off the sin nature, disarm the evil lust, desires, and thoughts of of the flesh. I don't care if you grew up thinking that. You, I grew up in church. This is what I was taught. I don't care what you grew up knowing. Bible says rip off the old nature. Rip off the unrenewed, religious, traditional, complacent self. Well, when I was raised all my life, I got taught this. Well, guess what? God says you were taught wrong and I'm reteaching you tonight that the way that you look at women is wrong. The way that you look at men is wrong. The way that you look at other cultures and races is wrong. The way that you act is is wrong. Well, my mom talked to my dad like that. It doesn't matter. You're not your mom or your dad. Well, this is how my dad treated my mom and that's how I'm going to treat my wife. Well, guess what? Your wife is not your mom and you're not your dad. I'm preaching to someone strong tonight. And God says, I want to renew your mind. So get over your stinking thinking. Get over the strongholds in your mind. I don't care. Well, I'm 70. It's too late. You're a perfect candidate to getting over the thoughts, the strongholds. Well, I'm never going to achieve this. That's a stronghold. That's your old renewed self. Well, God doesn't want to bless me or me to be happy. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost. We're assaulting every stronghold tonight. These are lies from the enemy. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be whole. Paul says we must participate. We cannot sit back and expect this to happen. This is why some of you say, well, this is just God's will for my life to never be happy, to always be anxious, to always be depressed, to always have issues. No, it's not. You're, you aren't putting the effort in to stripping off the old sinful nature. Paul says you have to strip off the old nature, the old thinking, and this whole mindset of, well, I'm just going to do positive vibes. That's, that's not godly, friend. That's not the kingdom of God. Get rid of all the stuff you've learned in the culture and society and the status quo and the norm and put on your new nature. Put on biblical principles. The world keeps wanting to put this on you, and God wants to keep stripping it off you. There's not one time or one thing that I'm not 
constantly stripping off in my life. Every day I'm trying to strip off what the world is trying to put on me. The world is trying to give me their agenda, their plan, their will, the way they do things. And even the church, people say, oh, Isaiah, don't talk about that. And don't talk about deliverance and spiritual warfare. Just be like us. I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be a part of a dead religious church where people don't get healed. People don't get delivered. People don't get saved. I am stripping off what religion has tried to put on me. I'm stripping off what the lies and the plans of the ass assignments of the enemy. Somebody needs to strip off what the enemy tried to put on you with that old relationship. Now that you're in a new relationship, listen, the guy that you're dating now, now is not the guy you dated then strip off that old the old mindset the old nature the old way of thinking the old way of praying the old way of fasting come on it's time for us to put on the mind of Christ I want complete victory in my thought life I want to be in control don't you want to be and I'm reading your comments don't you want to be in control of your thought life? Aren't you tired of letting the enemy tell you what to think? Aren't you tired of your mind spinning out of control? Aren't you exhausted with racing thoughts? Have you ever wondered why you can sit around all day long at home, do nothing during this pandemic, and then go to bed exhausted? Like, how in the world am I tired? Because all day long, you've been letting your mind race. You've been letting your thoughts take off. You've been imagining and fantasizing and letting the devil come in through your the, the stronghold and speak to you and give you thoughts. Can the devil give you thoughts? Yes, he can. If there's demons, if there's strongholds if there's mental break uh, barriers then the devil absolutely can when the enemy begins building strongholds in our minds it's often easy to tell because we don't compare it's hard it's easy to tell I mean, i'm sorry it's hard to tell because we don't usually compare our thoughts to other people's thoughts and so we're like we don't really know is it a stronghold am i normal because as everybody think this way is everybody anxiety have anxiety like me does everybody have depression like me does everybody have fear like me does everybody have lustful thoughts like me so we need to look at these different things and look at the symptoms and like a doctor does and say okay maybe there's something there that needs to break because here's the deal friend you cannot break out of these strongholds if you don't recognize them if you're in denial if you fail to recognize the strongholds you're never going to get free from them and so you have to understand how the enemy is building and the danger about strongholds is the enemy is building behind our defenses he's building behind enemy territory and he's there because you've given him permission to be there by something in your life so let's talk about some common strongholds and let's just see, let's just get real tonight and let's just see if we can identify some of these strongholds in our lives. Because there might be stuff that you thought was normal, but as I share some of these, you're like, well, this isn't normal. I need to get free. I need to get breakthrough tonight. And then later we'll go on and talk about assaulting strongholds and breaking strongholds. That's not going to take long, but I want to talk about now there's a 50 strongholds that I can go over. We can talk symptoms and we can talk, you know, questions answered and asked and we can go on and on. But I want to give you some very common strongholds, mental strongholds, not demons, strongholds, fortresses towers castles that the enemy has built in our mind that we deal with even as believers and the first one i want to talk about is depression and this is probably one of the most common strongholds especially in the life of believers now i want to give you some startling statistics According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the United States, affecting 40 million adults are affected by depression and anxiety. That's 18% of the U.S. population. And at any one point in time, 3 to 5% of people suffer from major depression. The lifetime risk of suffering with major depression, this is worldly statistics, is 17%. Anxiety disorders cost the United States more than $42 billion a year year 
which is one third of the country's $148 billion mental health bill. So $42 billion a year is attributed to depression and to anxiety. And studies go on to say that most people who struggle with anxiety also struggle with depression and vice versa. A people, a person who battles depression usually exhibits symptoms of depression. Now, let me go over some symptoms that you might have in your life, a stronghold of depression, okay? Persistent, sad, anxious, or an empty mood, grief, un, un, um, crying or abnormal crying. You can't stop crying. Self-pity, shame is also a part of depression. Feeling hopelessness, like you're just hopeless about your future. You're hopeless about what's happening in your life. Feelings of guilt, worthlessness or helplessness, loss of interest and in, or pleasures in hobbies and activities that you once enjoyed. And I wanna prophesy over some of you that some of you have lost passion in a hobby or something you used to enjoy because now you're depressed. God is going to restore you. God is gonna restore your joy and he's gonna break depression tonight decreased energy fatigue or feeling like you're moving in slow motion difficulty concentrating or remembering things or making decisions insomnia waking up extremely early or oversleeping appetite or weight loss um, overeating and weight gain thoughts of suicide death suicidal attempts restlessness irritability persistent physical symptoms now this is not coming from the, the some you know bible scholar this is the symptoms of depression from this organization i'm telling you about these are things people are dealing with it, tormenting thoughts, confusion, cutting or bringing physical harm to your body to distract yourself from emotional pain. And I want to tell you that God is wanting to set you free. If you're dealing with these symptoms, yeah, Isaiah, I've had a loss of appetite or an increase of appetite. I'm sleeping all day. I don't know why I'm having bad insomnia there might be and there probably is a stronghold of depression and God wants to set you free tonight now one of the easy ways to tell if there's a spirit of stronghold is you can't identify the reason why you're depressed let me say that again an easy way to tell if there's a stronghold of depression is you cannot figure out why you're depressed now if there was something in your life like you just lost your job or you lost your marriage or you lost a family member or something traumatic happened to you you can point to that and say that's the reason why I'm depressed oftentimes when it's a demon or a stronghold you don't know why you're depressed you're crying and you're like why am i crying why am i depressed i have money in the bank i have a nice house i have a nice family i'm blessed i'm healthy but the, uh, for whatever reason i just feel depressed i feel like i have a loss of purpose these are because these are strongholds that the enemy has built in our mind now how did that depression stronghold get there one of the main ways is believing the lie that god has forgotten about you i'm preaching strong to somebody tonight believing the lie that God or you've missed the plan God has for you God doesn't have a plan for you there's no reason to get out of bed there's no reason to live I remember waking up the first day after I was saved and thinking man I'm waking up with purpose I'm waking up with passion and joy and I want to prophesy over somebody that's been getting out of bed and just dragging themselves out of bed that God wants to give you passion to get out of bed that God wants to give you a joy to get out of bed God wants to restore your passion for life and that I command I'm telling you and I'm going to pray for you tonight depression is going to leave in Jesus name it has no power it has no strength that stronghold is going to be broken in the name of Jesus okay the second one I want to discuss here that's a major stronghold is anxiety and fear now I put these two together because they go hand in hand by definition anxiety is the way the body responds to stress and to fear I did an entire video on anxiety because I used to deal with anxiety attacks unrational anxiety and I still do 
from time to time have to take anxious thoughts captive. When I get anxious about something, whether it's the live stream, whether it's about social media, whether it's about traveling, whether it's about bills, whatever it is, I have to take those things captive. When I get an anxious thought, guess what? I arrest that anxious thought because I already know the road that anxiety takes me down. I already know the slippery slope of anxiety. And so I have to learn how to arrest that anxious thought. And this is skyrocket during the pandemic. And the reason being is because many of you don't know what your future holds. And this is a major cause of anxiety is not knowing what the future holds. And this is an amazing thing about being a believer is that you might not know what the future holds, but you know who holds the future. The Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. And so I'm able to put my anxious thoughts and cast my cares upon the Lord because the Bible says he cares and he'll carry my burdens. You know, many of us, because there's incredible amount of responsibilities, there's a lot of things to be worried about. What if this goes wrong? What if this happens? What if this doesn't happen? Worry is the fuel or the gasoline for anxiety. Now, here's what I want to share. This is so interesting. The word worry comes from an old English word that means to strangle. That's literally what the word worry means. It means strangle. And we all know how accurate this is because we have felt like the worries of life have strangled our passion, have strangled strangled our energy, have strangled our time, have strangled our desires, and worry literally means to be strangled. But tonight, God is going to unravel, he's going to unwrap, and you're no longer gonna be strangled by anxiety. You're no longer gonna be strangled by fear. I hope I'm preaching to someone tonight. If I'm not preaching to you, it's okay, because I'm preaching right to myself. You're going to strangle the attacks and the assignments and the strongholds of the enemy because God does not want you to be anxious. Now, let me get some I'm going to give you some symptoms of the way that anxiety manifests. Here's a few. There's a lot of them, but let me give you a few ways that anxiety practically manifests in our life. Uh, phobias, the fear of death, panic attacks, the fear of crowds, claustrophobia, the fear of heights, fear of the dark, fear of authority figures, migraine headaches, accusations, confusions in the mind, depression, the lack of trust, being judgmental, nightmares and night terror, stress, worry, timidity, torment, insomnia, being suspicious about everybody, symptoms of schizophrenia, sorrow, self-rejection, unbelief. These are all things that are tied into anxiety. Now, I've noticed personally, let me just give you personally, when I'm stressed out or I'm anxious before bed, I oftentimes have nightmares or night terrors. Why? Because anxiety and fear are attached to each other and those things will strangle you at night and those open doors for night demons, night terrors, and nightmares to have an open access point and for the enemy to visit us at night. This is one reason why God wants to set you free by the power of the Holy Spirit and by his anointing tonight so you don't have to wrestle with this anxiety. You don't have to wrestle. Now, these are all manifestations of the stronghold of anxiety and fear. And oftentimes, people bound by fear live to please other people and they never truly fulfill the destiny God has for them. You're never going to be free from anxiety and fear until you stop worrying about what people think about you. Let me say that louder for some of you sitting in the back. Stop worrying about what people think about you. You are never going to get free from fear and anxiety if you care what people think. You have to stop caring. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Fear and anxiety create loudness and chaos in the mind, but God says, I want to give you a sound mind, and I prophesy over you, no longer are you going to worry. 
about what is my pastor, what is my family, what is my friend going to think about me, but I don't care what people think about me. In fact, Paul said, if I was worried about what you thought about me, I would never be a bondservant of Christ. I would never be a Christian. People are like, aren't you afraid that so-and-so made a video about you or aren't you afraid of so-and-so making a video about this? No, because negative promotion is still promotion. Negative publicity is still publicity. And to be honest with you, I can care less what people think about me because I'm a slave of Christ. I'm a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm worried. See, when you lose, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost strong tonight. When you have the fear of God, you will lose the fear of man. When you have the fear of God, you're going to lose the fear of what are people going to say or people going to think. I'm going to tell you what people are going to say. They're going to call you crazy. They're going to think you've lost your mind. They're going to persecute you. Well, how do you know that? Because Jesus said, if they did it to me, they're going to do it to you. But he said, fear not for I have already overcome the world. And I speak somebody right now that God is breaking the fear of man off of you in Jesus name. I speak that the stronghold of anxiety and fear is being broken and that God has a beautiful, amazing, incredible, powerful, passionate plan for your life. And you don't have to worry. Just keep pressing into God and keep seeking God and God will have his way in your life. Okay. The third stronghold I want to discuss here that's very common again I can give you 50 of these but I want to give you some common ones and then I'm going to quickly give you some steps to demolishing the strongholds I won't go I won't go super long I know we're 50 minutes in here with just the preaching portion but we're going for it you already got your DoorDash you already got your Chipotle praise the Lord the third major stronghold is sexual immorality we're going there this has assaulted our generation and mainly it's through this right here mainly sexual immorality and pornography is coming through the cell phone it is extremely easy in our day to hide this to cover this up and the enemy is assaulting vomiting on our generation with sexual immorality now let me give you some crazy st statistics on how use on on pornography one in five mobile searches are for pornography i want you to think about this of the billions of searches on google youtube and all these platforms one out of every five is a search for pornography pornography is a 100 plus billion dollar industry over 40 million americans regularly visit pornographic sites 28,000 users are watching pornography every single second 71 percent of teenagers hide their online behavior from their parents 70 percent of men which i think it's way more than this but let's just say 70 because that's what the statistics said that i looked up of men 18 to 24 watch pornography at least once a month and sunday is the most popular day of the week statistically to watch pornography. Friend, I am telling you, we are in a sexual immorality epidemic right now. You wanna talk about a pandemic? The pandemic is sexual immorality. It is robbing God's people of their God-given destiny. It is polluting the fountains. It is stopping the move of God. It is ruining marriages. It's ruining families. It's ruining images. It's shutting down your spiritual eyes. It's shutting down your spiritual ears. It is a massive issue. Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 7.26, I discovered that a seductive woman is a trap that is more bitter than death. Her passion is a snare. Her soft hands are chains. And those who are pleasing to God will escape her, but sinners will be caught in her trap. This is how this is how Solomon, the wisest person in the Bible aside from Jesus, 
describes a seductive woman. He says her trap is worse than death. Her passion and her, her soft hands are literally chains. And he says, listen, if you're pleasing to God, you're going to escape them. But God is saying right now, you have to understand that there is an attack on our generation. There is an attack and an assignment on our generation for sexual immorality. And God is breaking this stronghold. So you have to understand that lust is not a small issue. It's not, oh, just a website, brother, just get free. This is complete, total demonic bondage that the enemy has put on the people of God. And I refuse to accept it. I refuse to accept this is the norm. And I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be doing more 10 minute videos on YouTube about sexual sin and a bunch of other things because I am not going to be silent during the sexual epidemic. It is time for God's people to raise the standard. If pastors are out cheating on their wives, massive celebrity pastors, what do you think is happening in the church? Colossians 3, 5 says, put to death what is earthly in you. And the first thing he says to kill is sexual immorality. So because you need to kill this before it kills you because it has a devastating effect on the family, on communities, on people. James 1.14 says each person is tempted when he's lured in and enticed by his own desires. When the desire is conceived, it gives birth to death or to sin and sin gives birth to, birth to death. Lusts child is death. The child of lust is death. The child of pornography is death. The child of adultery is death. The child of prostitution is death. And you have to understand it's, it's not just clicking on a website, friend. When you get on that website, you're signing your death certificate because the Bible says sexual sin births death. Death is the child of pornography. And friend, I'm telling you, we need to take this with fear and with trembling Galatians 5.19 says sexual impurity is a work of the flesh and anyone that does works of the flesh will not inherit the kingdom of God. Friend, I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you. God delivered me 10 years ago from pornography and if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. This is not a joke. This is not a game. This is not some website or a picture or a TikTok video. This is your life on the line. This is your eternity at stake. Hear the sound of the trumpet tonight. Hear the cry of the John the Baptist in the wilderness crying out flee from sexual immorality flee from lust if you're having sexual thoughts that you don't want if you have thoughts of sleeping with other people's husband or wife if you're continuing to struggle with pornography even every time you finish watching it you hate it if you dwell on sexual thoughts or sexual fantasies if you struggle to overcome masturbation these are signs of strongholds and the lust of the mind and god wants to break them people get free from demons but they say, I'm battling this still. I'm battling lust. This is a stronghold of the mind and God wants to set you free and deliver you. Okay. Number four, major struggle. I'm trying to go quick here tonight is giving false testimony. Something like, what in the world is that? This is a major and common stronghold, giving false testimony. We are not supposed to make false statements on anyone's actions or characters. And when you have this critical mindset about everybody, this will literally dominate your thought life. And every time you meet someone, you're immediately going to look at what's wrong with them instead of what's right with them. This is a critical stronghold. This is a false witness stronghold. This is demonic. People who've had bad past relationships deal with this. They project their past relationship on the current one and it's unfair and it's demonic and we bear false witness. We give false testimony. And here's the deal, friend. We're living in a generation of fake news where it's no longer uh, innocent till proven guilty, it's guilty till proven innocent. So you can literally go online and just expose whoever you want and slander whoever you want. And listen, YouTube is 
is famous for having a culture where men of God get on there, make their little YouTube video and try to slander, expose, cut clips out and make fun of everybody and talk about why everyone's a false prophet but them. And that's why I don't use my channel to call people out. I don't mention names. I don't try to expose people because our God is a God that covers. We're called to cover each other, to help each other in love, to address each other directly. But when we're giving false witness or bearing false witness or saying things that are not true, we are getting ourselves outside the will of God and this is a stronghold. Now let's look at some questions to ask ourselves to see if there's a stronghold in our life for this. Okay, so let's ask questions like this. Is it a normal occurrence for you to think about or speak about somebody in a critical manner? Does it bring you pleasure? And we're getting real, okay? If you're not sweating, I am. Does it bring you pleasure or comfort to speak critically about others? Do you feel more valuable when you find fault with somebody else? Okay, I can go 20 minutes on each one of these, but I won't. Is it easy for you to share negative or critical things about other individuals? Do you gossip on a regular basis? When you're pulled into a conversation in which people are gossiping about someone else, do you excuse yourself or do you entertain the discussion? Do you speak critically about others without going to the person and trying to work out the issue in a scriptural manner? When you're asked to hold something in confidence, do you share it with everybody? Have you spoken negatively about a leader or a person of influence to cause others to think negatively about that leader? These are bearing false witness and God hates it. It's getting hot in here, y'all. These are signs of the stronghold of bearing false witness. Okay, that leads me into the next stronghold. The fifth stronghold I wanna discuss is jealousy or envy. Let's talk about this because our social media generation is extremely common, extremely easy to become jealous or become envious. And this is something God does not want for you because it's so easy now. Everything is posted. Everything is shared. Every highlight, every trophy, every time you bring your wife flowers, every time you go on vacation, you post about it, which makes an atmosphere or a culture where it is easy to be jealous of other people's success. It's easy. Oh, he has so many followers. He has so many subscribers. He has so many likes and views and this and that. And, that, and, that. and so we become jealous and we become envious. And the thing is jealousy and envy robs us of what God wants to do in our life. It robs us of the blessing of God. Jealousy basically means you're resentful towards somebody else's success. It drives the person to lash out on those who are being used of God or experiencing God's favor in their life. And a jealous person is easily threatened and self-seeking and self-promoting. And let's look at some questions. Okay. It's going to get real here that we can ask ourselves to see if there's a stronghold of jealousy in our life. Let's ask these questions. Are we able to rejoice when other people succeed? All right. Most of you already failed that one. Do you feel threatened when others achieve success, whether it be in ministry at your job, at work, at school, in your family? When God uses someone powerfully, are you able to rejoice or does it make you feel overlooked and dishonored? Do you struggle with thoughts of dislike or hatred towards people because of their successes? Have you constantly asked yourself, why does everyone else always receive blessing and favor but me? Do you look for opportunities to speak negatively about others because of their successes? Do you feel a need to promote yourself instead of trusting God to do it? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Do you blame everybody else for your lack of success? If that's a yes to most of those, there's probably a stronghold of jealousy and envy and God wants to deliver you tonight. If you cannot celebrate other success, why would God trust you with success? Jealousy will always tell you Someone else's success is taking away from my success. But friend, I want to tell you there's enough success for everybody to go around. And I realized that when I started embracing and celebrating 
people celebrating what God was doing in other ministries, celebrating what God was doing down the road at the church down the road. Instead of saying, oh, nobody else has the fire and the passion like me, God was able to trust me with success. If you want success in your business, start supporting other businesses. If you want success in your marriage, start supporting healthy marriages and stop comparing yourself. Okay, the last stronghold I wanna go over and then I'm gonna give you quick, some very, 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 very quick steps on how to demolish strongholds is the stronghold of trauma. This is my sixth stronghold. Again, I had about 50 of these and I narrowed them down for the sake of time to six of them is the trauma stronghold. And I wanna touch on specifically tormenting thoughts which is something most people don't talk about and these i wouldn't characterize as strongholds but i think tormenting thoughts can develop into strongholds and i know god specifically impressed on me tonight that god wants to heal the mind of tormenting thoughts now tormenting thoughts usually come from traumatic experiences we've all had traumatic experiences in our lives and we've had to deal with the residual effects of usually traumatic things that cause tormenting thoughts when people go through certain traumatic events they can uh, their mind is never the same basically and in fact a lot of mental illnesses start from horrible traumatic experiences which produce traumatic thoughts or tormenting thoughts or haunting thoughts or thoughts that we can't get rid of reoccurring images of bad experiences and remember i want to say this and i've said this before Satan does not play fair and he uses traumatic experiences to wreak all out havoc on our mind. And oftentimes these traumatic experiences become an open door for him to come into our mind and begin to torment our mind. When you get tormenting thoughts, do not dwell on them, but take them captive so they don't become strongholds. Now what happens is when we get tormenting thoughts, oftentimes they become strongholds because we dwell on them. We go back to that time we were molested or raped or abused or we got in that fight or we got in that car accident or a loved one died in front of us or we were in the hospital and those traumatic experiences play in our mind and when we allow them to keep playing, we give the devil room to build the thought into a stronghold and once it develops from a tormenting thought, because remember all strongholds start as a thought, into a stronghold, it becomes harder and harder to get rid of. Now I want you to look at what the Webster Dictionary says about trauma. It says this, trauma is the Greek word for wound, and although the Greeks use the term only for physical injuries, nowadays trauma is just likely able to be referred to emotional wounds. We now know that a traumatic event can leave psychological symptoms long after the physical injury have healed. The psychological reaction to emotional trauma has now been an established name called post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, which usually occurs after an extremely stressful event, such as a wartime combat, a natural disaster, sexual or physical abuse, and its symptoms often include depression, anxiety, flashbacks, and reoccurring nightmares. Now, I want you guys to think about something. This is a secular, Webster is not a Christian, Webster Dictionary is not a Christian website. It's secular, yet they're recognizing that traumatic experiences bring strongholds, bring tormenting thoughts in our life, and the only way to get rid of them is by the power of God. You cannot get rid of these by natural ways. People have been trying to bring solutions and there's no natural remedy for PTSD. There's no solution. There's no medication. They can, you know, medicate you, but there's no way to solve PTSD. People that have PTSD, they have to deal with it for the rest of their life. And I have personally seen people and my immediate family get delivered of PTSD. I've seen people I've done deliverance on get delivered from a spirit of PTSD, but also the stronghold of post-traumatic stress disorder in the mind. God wants to break it tonight. And to understand, and a lot of this, 
Let me just give you some traumatic experiences that lead to strongholds, violent attacks, car wrecks, traumatic accidents resulting in injury, experiencing rejection while still in the womb, having parents who are driven by rage and anger, excessive teasing as a school, as a child with family members or schools or students, being picked on or beaten up by a childhood bully, having alcoholic parents, experiencing sexual abuse or molestation, the death of a loved one, a long term of unemployment, seeing pornographic material as a child, okay? Being violated or victimized by another person, desertion or divorce, unfair treatment by a teacher or authority figure, that could be a pastor, total disappointment or letdown by individuals you trusted. And I want to tell you today that no matter what trauma you have experienced, Christ wants to bring healing and wholeness to your mind despite the plans the schemes and the traps of satan the finished work of the cross has the power to completely remove and excavate every tormenting thought and traumatic stronghold god is fighting for you tonight and get ready tonight to be washed and cleansed in your mind by god's power and by god's word i really do believe that god is breaking strongholds in the mind and god is equipping his church to come out of strongholds and i know many of you in the chat are saying i've dealt with this but i believe after tonight that god is going to heal you of traumatic experiences that God is going to renew your mind. God is going to restore your mind and God is going to break them. I want to give you quickly here. I'm going, to, I'm going to go about 10 more Pentecostal minutes. Type one in the chat. If you guys have 10 more minutes here for me to give you these quick strategies, practical. And I don't want to get all spiritual and try to give you a thousand verses and try to make it hard for you to understand. I want to give you practical, practical steps that you can start today to breaking strongholds. Now, are we going to pray? Yes, but these are weapons you're going to use as you live your life to breaking mental strongholds. I've used all of these weapons. They're all scriptural and they're going to work if you apply them, if you take them serious, if you get real about them. God is going to use these to break strongholds in your life. Number one, a key to assaulting and breaking strongholds is spending time with the Holy Spirit. And I cannot say this enough. You become who you spend time with. And when you spend time with this or that, you're going to become like the thing you're spending time with. But when you spend time with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come in and begin to destroy strongholds in your life. The less time you spend with the Holy Spirit, the less you're going to be like him. You are going to be who you hang out with. And I tell people this all the time. If you want to see your future, people are like, I want to see into the future. And I'm like, okay, you want me to tell you your future? Look at the people that you're hanging around with. Whoever you're hanging out with is going to be your future. And if you're hanging around people that are drinking, you're going to end up drinking. If you're hanging around people that are angry, you're going to get angry. If you're hanging around gossipers, you're going to be a gossiper. If you're hanging around lukewarm, you're going to be a lukewarm. Whoever you hang with is who you become. And as you spend time in prayer, without even knowing, you're going to take on the mind of Christ. And the only way to know his mind is to hear his voice. And this happens in prayer. When you start spending time with the Holy Spirit, your old patterns of thinking get replaced by the thoughts of God. You're no longer going to talk like the world. You're no longer going to think like the world. You're no longer going to act like the world. The best way to overcome strongholds, number one, is spending time with the Holy Spirit. I don't care if you have to schedule time with him. Get some alone time with him. It doesn't matter what time. It doesn't matter how long, but get some alone time. And then let me just say this, even more than getting alone time, this is going to change your life if you hear me tonight. Start inviting the Holy Spirit into the things of your life. Start inviting him in. The Holy Spirit oftentimes will not come without an invitation. If you're going to work, 
Say, Holy Spirit, I invite you to go to work with me. If you're going to school, say, Holy Spirit, I invite you to go to school with me. If you're in your home, say, Holy Spirit, and do this every day. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my home. He's not, a, he's not an object. He is a person, and we need to make a practice in our lives with inviting the presence of God and hosting the presence of God. And, and then honestly, just being aware that he's there. Acknowledge him throughout the day. Recognize he's there. Appreciate his presence. Have you ever gone to like, a birthday party or an event and nobody recognizes you nobody says hi to you nobody acknowledges you are you going to want to go back when you get invited are you going to want to go back no because you weren't special no one no one acknowledged you no one said hi to you no one recognized you and when we live our lives and we don't acknowledge the holy spirit we don't acknowledge his power we don't acknowledge what he's doing in our life the holy spirit says why would i keep showing up if you're not inviting me first of all i'm having to show up uninvited which is the worst thing i mean think about it just going to a birthday party uninvited it's just weird it just doesn't feel right but not only am i uninvited but when i get there you don't even acknowledge me and and you know all the people that you don't get invited but you know you just show up anyways because you're like me and you're hispanic you just show up even where you're not invited and then you get to the party and it's like oh i totally forgot to invite you but you know you can always come or you don't get invited so you sit at home and you're up on instagram and everyone's at the birthday party everyone's at the meeting everyone's having fun and then you're like oh wow that looks so fun and then they message you later and they're like oh i totally forgot to invite you but you know you're always invited to my party don't you know you're always invited and it's like yeah i know i'm invited you tell me that but i actually wanted an invitation I actually wanted someone to text me or call me or message me and friend the Holy Spirit's a person which I'm gonna do a video soon on grieving him and quenching him he could be grieved and he goes I know I'm invited but I would like you just to give me an invite Jesus went to the wedding banquet because the Bible says he was invited to the wedding banquet so he wasn't inviting himself he was invited so I'm not talking about just praying in tongues all day. Guys, I'm talking about a relationship. Sometimes just sitting there in someone's presence is enough because you love them. Come on, you all know what I'm talking about. You don't even have to even talk to them. Just being with them is enough because you're in love with them. And that's the Holy Spirit wanting to do in your life. It's, it's impossible to spend time with him and not change. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, when you spend time with the Holy Ghost, you'll go from wanting to live unholy to wanting to live holy. You'll be from angry to not being angry anymore. Being anxious and depressed to not being anxious and depressed and they're going to be you know how in the world did that happen because you spent time with the holy spirit friend i want to tell you that you have access to someone the world does not have access to he is our peace he is our helper he is our rest he's our refuge in the storm don't just encounter him if you're only encountering him on sunday you're missing it friend don't just encounter him on sunday you're missing out if that's the only time you see him and seek him spend time with the holy spirit spend time in his presence invite him into your life acknowledge that he's there and watch the power and watch the anointing and watch the fire of the holy ghost manifest in your life when you start acknowledging him okay second way and second strategy is speaking and listening to God's word, okay? The only way to undo wrong thinking is to create right thinking. Jesus fought the devil with what was written. He said, it is written, and that's how he fought the enemy. So we wield the sword of the spirit with our words, and you need to learn to use the word of God against the strongholds, against the enemy. We need to memorize scripture that when the enemy comes, we can defeat him fast. You're not always gonna have time when you get that anxious thought or you're driving and that stronghold manifests. 
You're not always going to have time to Google up a verse. So you need to memorize the word so that you can use it against the enemy. We need to be conformed to the image of Christ, not the image of uh, not the image of the world. We need to be renewed in our mind. So this is part of the renewing process is speaking the word of God when you get an anxious thought, when you get a traumatic thought, when you get a racing thought, when you get a um, tormenting thought, when you get a stronghold manifesting in your life, a sexual thought, you take it captive, you speak the word of God and you assault the stronghold. And I feel the fire of God tonight. You assault the stronghold in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the word became flesh. So you no longer just read it, but it was actually manifested in the life of Jesus. So God wants to manifest his word in your everyday life by speaking the word of God. The word of God has power. It's the most powerful weapon in the universe. It's more powerful than a nuclear bomb, more powerful than a nuclear warhead. The word of God has power and God's called us to be a written epistle read by all men. 2 Corinthians 3, 2. You are a letter or a written epistle of recommendation written in our hearts, recognized and ready to be read by everybody. So Paul is saying, listen, you need to be ready for people to read you. Live a life where people can read you, where you're the 67th book of the Bible. You're a written epistle read by all men. 2 Corinthians 3, 2. And so you need to allow people to look into your life, to live a pure life, a clean life, a life above reproach, living like you're in a glass house so that people can see God through your life. Also, I want to say this, listening to the word of God, practically do this. This is very practical. Turn on an audio Bible, turn on sermons, because as you do that, strongholds are going to begin to break. Some of you are like, oh yeah, I'm just washing dishes while I listen to your podcast, but not realizing as you're washing dishes, God is washing your mind. Understand that God's word has power. You might be over there flipping burgers at McDonald's with an AirPod and listening to me preach, but while you're flipping burgers, God is flipping your mindset. God is turning strongholds upside down. And so you need to understand that God is molding you and shaping you as the word is preached, as we preach the scriptures and the revelation, and as the audio Bible's playing, it's going to help you. It's going to help you break strongholds. How many of you have said, Isaiah, all these teachings have completely changed the way that I thought. What you're really saying is, man, I had so many strongholds in my mind and they were broken by listening to God's word preached. That's what you're saying. That's how strongholds are broken. Okay, the next way, number three, is confessing our sin to God and to each other. First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us of all unrighteousness. The condition to being forgiven, write this down, is first confessing your sin, admitting it's wrong, admitting you need forgiveness, admitting you're not going to continue. Now, why wouldn't we just confess this? Because pride doesn't want you to admit there's something wrong in your life. It doesn't want you to come to facts with the come to grips with the fact that you are in sin. And so pride will hinder you from understanding that you're living in compromise. Now, if people realize their true state, they would immediately ask for forgiveness. But the church in the world has sugarcoated sin and has masked the true state of the church. Now, confessing your sin is not the same as admitting. It's not admission, okay? Admission is simply telling God, I'm sorry. Confession means to say the same thing about something. So this means that I'm agreeing with God about something. So when God sees my actions and my sins and my compromise, I see it the way God sees it and I'm agreeing with God. So literally confession means to agree on something. So you're agreeing with what God God says. So if you see the movie and you might say, well, it's not that bad. And God says it is. 
When you're confessing, you're saying, I confess, I see this the way you see it. The music, I see it the way you see it. This relationship that's toxic, I confess and I see it the way you see it. So this is all about agreeing with God. And that's why James 5.16 says this, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now you might say, Isaiah, why do I need to confess my sin to each other? Why do I need to tell somebody my sin? Because the devil builds in darkness. Remember, the devil only builds in the secret of dark. And when you tell somebody your sin, you're exposing the enemy. You're exposing the darkness. And in turn, the devil's losing his power and ability to keep building in that area of your life. So that is why oftentimes it's important and powerful to confess your sins to each other. I'm not talking about going to like confession. I'm talking about simply confessing to somebody what you're going through so that they can pray for you because the prayer of the righteous is effective and powerful. Number four weapon to breaking strongholds is fasting. Okay. Fasting is very important. Let me give you some benefits of fasting. I'll do a whole thing on this another day, but fasting is empowers our prayer life. It increases spiritual discernment. It positions you to hear God. It positions you to have victory and uh, in battles, it increases your faith and oftentimes helps you to discover that we don't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Fasting also helps you deny your flesh. It helps you bring you into a greater level of humility. Fasting unlocks supernatural power. Fasting makes it easier to walk in the Holy Spirit and the power of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Fasting makes it easier to discern spirits, to hear God, to get words of knowledge, to get words of wisdom. It increases your faith. It helps you to pray for miracles. Fasting is invaluable in the army of God in breaking strongholds. So number four is fasting. Okay, let me give you this last one and we're done and we're going to pray for you guys. I appreciate the fact there's 2,800 of you live right now. Don't, don't leave because we're about to get into prayer. Number five, write this down. Spend your time thinking about good things. Yes, this is how I break the thought life. Remember, we're talking about the thought life, about mental strongholds. Is setting my mind to think about godly things. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there is any praise, and here's the key, here's the kicker, watch what he says here, think on these things. So what am I supposed to do to break the negative thoughts? Think positive thoughts. Friend, what are we thinking about? You have to be intentional. Don't wait for positive, good thoughts to come to you. You have to intentionally put your mind on the things of God, on pure things, and that's how you overcome. Now, the Greek word for think, it means to concentrate or put a focused effort somewhere. So Paul is saying, listen, you need to intentionally fix your mind on things that reflect the nature of God, because if you're not intentional, this is not just gonna happen by default. You have to have laser beam focus, just like you build your business, just like you went to college for eight years, just like you built your platform, you have to have laser beam focus. When I get onto something, everybody that knows me knows, that's all I think about. All I think about, whatever I'm involved in, whatever I'm doing, I've laser beam focused to get it done. If it's the Deliverance Network, if it's the live streams, if it's setting up a microphone, setting up a camera, it doesn't matter. Whatever hobby I get into, whatever I get into, laser beam focused. My wife is in the chat. She knows if I get into something, that's all she's going to hear about for the next month because my, my, my focus is laser beam. Paul said, have laser beam focus for things that are good. So you have to literally set your mind on these things and be intentional. But I want to just talk only about one because I'll do another video another day on how to do all these things. But I want to focus on the first thing that he says to do is to think about things that are 
right are true. That's the first thing that you need to set your mind on. So notice the first thing is true things. And the Greek word for true is actually athletes, which means real, truthful, honest, or having integrity. So the problem is many of us don't focus on things that are true, real, and honest, but we focus on things that worry and concern us. So he says, if you want to overcome the mental battle, and this is the most important point of the entire night, you have to stop thinking about things that are not true thinking about issues and outcomes and things that could happen if this happens and if so-and-so breaks up so and goes there and so-and-so quits there and what if my boss moves and what if this happens and what if my landlord does this and you're thinking about things that are just not true and the bible says you need to put your mind on things that are true because if you don't put your mind on things that are true you're going to fall in strongholds and delusion a study done by dr walter culver this is what i found that was funded by the national science foundation revealed startling statistics and that human beings about human beings and worry this is a secular study done by dr walter culver i want you to see what he says 30 percent of our worries are about events in the past, okay? Are you guys hearing me? Type one if you're hearing me. 40% of the things we worry about never happen. 12% of our worries are are unfounded health concerns. 10% of our worries are over minor or trivial issues. Now watch this now, stay with me here. I hope you're listening. Only 8% of our worries are over real legitimate issues, which means 92% of our worries are over illegitimate, unreal things that will never happen, things that happened in the past that are never going to be, and that's what we spend our time thinking on. And this is anti-Bible because the Bible says, again, think about things that are true. So when you're thinking about your past, it's not true anymore. Why? Because the old you has died. You've been made alive. Who am I preaching to tonight? You've been made alive in Christ. You are a new creature. The old you is dead. You've been buried and resurrected with Christ. You are seated in heavenly places. You're not just a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror in Christ. And it's time to get over what they said about you as a kid. What they thought about you as a kid. Get over and start putting your mind, get the stinking thinking, put your mind on things that are true, on things that are above. Now, the Bible says to think about things in the heavenlies or heavenly things and not carnal things. So listen, if you're spending all your day thinking about money, well, no wonder you're depressed because money is going to come and go. Have you ever heard of inflation? If you're spending your time worried about what if this happens to my kid? Listen, worry and anxiety, the Bible says, cannot add a single moment or a day to your life. They don't benefit you at all. We need to start thinking about things that are true. Now, why are, why are these statistics the case? Why are they true? Because you guessed it, Satan is a liar and he wants you to think about untrue things. Imagine the hours we spend things that on things that will never happen or never true and we need to choose today i am going i don't care if you have to type it in the chat i am going to think about things that are true so if it's not true i'm sorry devil but you can't have the real estate of my mind my mind only has so much space to build in and i'm not letting you build any longer i'm not giving into anxious thoughts i'm not giving into worry you guys know one of the uh, let me just give you a glimpse into my life One of the dumbest things I think and the most irrational things that I spent years worried about when I would get up to preach, and even to this day I've had thoughts of this which are so demonic, what if God doesn't show up? 
What if I don't remember anything I studied? What if I don't do this? What if tonight's the night where the Holy Spirit doesn't move? And Isaiah Saldivar, listen, can't preach. Isaiah Saldivar can't communicate. Oh, you're so good at preaching and putting words together. I can't do anything without the Holy Ghost. I'm fumbling. I'm stuttering. I am telling you, without the power of God, I cannot do anything that I do. And the devil will come and lie to me and say, oh, God's not going to show up. And I've always thought... For the last 10 years, the thousands of sermons I preach, why would God fail me now? So I have to intentionally put my mind on the things that are true. And the true thing is, I'll never leave you, Isaiah, nor forsake you. I'll never abandon you. I'll never make you look stupid. I'll never make you look bad. As long as you pursue me, I'll still be there with you. And so I have to put my mind on things that are true and come against the plans of the enemy. Do you, do you think that my mind, I'm just like, oh, I'm this great preacher and God's going to, every single time I'm like, Lord, I need your help. What if there's only 50 people and what if nobody comes to live stream? What if nobody, and it's always these racing thoughts that I have to take captive, bind them up, tie them up, put them away, cast them down and let the presence and the power of God. So don't get all up in their chat room like, oh brother, you don't know what I'm going through. I face every single thing I'm preaching about now. And if God can deliver me and rescue me from the hand of the enemy, David said, what, what, what can God not do? I mean, if God can deliver me from this, our God can do anything. Our God doesn't matter. The deepest pit, David said, our God can reach down in the darkest, deepest pit and rescue you out tonight. And I want to prophesy over you as I begin to pray for you that the devil is a liar. And I'm just going to come against him right now. I come against every demonic power and every demonic spirit. I come against the stronghold of anxiety and depression right now. Somebody listening is dealing with depression, anxiety, fear in their finances, and I come against it now. I assault every stronghold in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over your mind right now. I say be free in your mind. I say be delivered in your mind. I say be healed in your mind in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that you are exposing, and I just pray that every stronghold would be exposed tonight, God. You are exposing strongholds in Jesus' name, and you're bringing breakthrough. You're bringing deliverance. You're bringing in revival. Come on. I don't care if you have to lay your hands on your mind. I say, come out of the prison now in Jesus name that you will be free in your mind that no longer will you have panic or anxiety or fear or depression or anger or bitterness or witchcraft or resentment. I break off all mind control in Jesus name, every occult mind control every power of witchcraft. I break it in Jesus' name and I speak the freedom over you. I speak deliverance. The blood of Jesus is against you, Satan. The blood of Jesus is against you. And we demolish strongholds with God's word. We demolish strongholds with praise. We demolish strongholds with fasting, with spending time with God, with speaking the word of God. I speak over you. There is power in Jesus' name. There is authority in Jesus' name that you will, Acts 1-8, receive power tonight when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And so be free in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. Father, I just pray over every person. I'll lay hands on myself. Restore our minds in Jesus' name. Restore our minds in Jesus' name. Fear, you are a liar. Satan, you are a liar. And we evict you. No longer will you build in our minds. You have no power, no real estate. The Lord himself is against you. In the mighty name of Jesus, you're bound, Satan. Every exalting thought, every argument, every opinion, every imagination, according to God's word, we cast you down now in Jesus' name. We cast you down. No more depression. We're done with you in Jesus' name.
and you will not wreak havoc. Those lies saying, oh, you're, you're not fulfilling your calling, you're worthless, you're just sitting at home. I come against those lies now in Jesus' name. Those lies saying you're never going to get married or never do this or never be happy or you'll never be able to conceive or you'll never get that job or you'll never be this. I come against it now. I bind those thoughts in Jesus' name. And I speak the delivering power and hand of God in Jesus' name. Father, just release your power. Release your anointing. Release your fire. Satan, we cast you down in Jesus' name. We cast you down in Jesus' name. We cast you down. Come on, right now, cast them down in Jesus' name. Anything exalting itself above the knowledge of God, we break it now. I don't care if you have to get vocal about it. Start vocally speaking over yourself, if you have to. Right now, in Jesus' name, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Holy Ghost, that you're breaking now strongholds in the mind. Satan, come off now in Jesus' name. What we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and we bind you, Satan. We rebuke you, Satan. And Father, we thank you that anxiety, depression, fear, bearing false witness, gossip, lust, sexual immorality, these things are being broken. I just pray right now, healing over trauma. Listen, if you've been through trauma, there is power tonight to get healed. There is power tonight to get delivered. Car accidents, sexual abuse, molestation, uh, whatever it was, near-death experiences. We come against you now. Tormenting thoughts, go in Jesus' name. We assault these strongholds. We bring down these fortresses with the word of God, with the power of his word, and we just get bold tonight. Father, I thank you right now over every viewer that you're bringing healing right now. You're bringing healing right now over every trauma, over every restlessness. Some of you that have restless thoughts, anxious thoughts that multiply, anxiety, go in Jesus' name. Depression, go in Jesus' name. We come against you now. No more anxiety attacks. No more, David said, my anxious thoughts multiply, but I find rest in you. No more anxious thoughts in Jesus' name. No more. Fear of man, we break you now. We assault the stronghold. And I just pray, God, that you would expose all the strongholds in our life, in our mind, and Lord, free us in our thought life. Lord, we ask you that you would purify our thoughts. No more sexual thoughts in Jesus' name. No more thoughts of anger or violence or rage or addiction in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. I'm telling you guys, mass deliverance is breaking out tonight. Many of you that are dealing with sexual thoughts, God is healing you tonight in Jesus' name. God is breaking those strongholds in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Sexual thoughts go in Jesus' name. No more perversion. Perversion's being broken in Jesus' name. Right now, every perverted thought, every thought of iniquity, every perverted sin thought, we command it to be pulled down in the name of Jesus. Not with carnal weapons, y'all. Guys, we're not praying some religious yo-yo prayers. These are powerful prayers that are assaulting hell's gates. These are supernatural prayers, and these are warfare prayers that we're praying right now with supernatural weapons, and our weapons are powerful in God for the pulling down of strongholds. So take your weapons of warfare. Go to battle tonight against these spirits, against these powers, and against these fortresses. Bring down these castles and these strongholds that the enemy has tried to build, and he's done building. I mean, that's the bottom line. We're revoking his license. We're literally taking the devil's building license tonight, and he can no, he's no longer authorized to build. So pray these arsenal prayers over yourself. Go in Jesus' name, Satan. Go in Jesus' name. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You're bound in Jesus' name. And Father, we're not just repeating ourselves vainly, but we're praying powerful prayers that are breaking demonic strongholds. Father, we thank you. We don't want to repeat ourselves, but God, we want our prayers to be powerful, effective, and targeted against the plans of the enemy. So every, every, every fortress and stronghold, we command to be flattened tonight in Jesus' name. We command it to be flattened out now in Jesus' name. You have no authority. You have no legal standing. You have no right. Satan, you've been exposed. You've been revealed. You are a liar. You are a thief. 
and we come against you now in Jesus' name, and we plead the blood of Jesus now in your mind. Father, cleanse our mind right now. Cleanse our mind right now. Just give the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to build your residence, to build your temple, to build your house in my mind. I give you permission to build in my mind, build in my emotions, and build in my will. And, and there's many of you getting, right now, your emotions are getting restored. You've been having crazy, uh, you've been irrationally crying, irrationally laughing, sad, happy, just all over the board. And God's going to stabilize, reconcile, and heal your emotions. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, it's time for the church to have their emotions healed. We are emotionally unstable in the body of Christ. And it's time to get healed in your emotions, God. Thank you, Lord, that your word says in Ezekiel that you will take a heart of stone and you'll give us a heart of flesh. So listen, if you're hard-hearted, if you're bitter, if you're angry, if you're just having a hard time in your emotions right now, right now, let the Holy Spirit move. Holy Ghost, move. Holy Ghost, move in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your power. We thank you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. We walk in the Spirit. We invite you into our emotions, into our will. If you're having a hard time making decisions for God, ask the Holy Spirit to be invited into your will. Lord, in our soul, baptize our soul with fire. Baptize our soul with your power. Heal our emotions. Heal the scars and the wounds of the past. Heal our will, God. Restore our will. Let our will be according to your word and your spirit, not our flesh. I'm tired of letting my flesh drive my will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We speak fire over you. Yeah, those of you that have a numb heart, we say be softened in Jesus' name. Be softened in Jesus' name. We speak right now the softening power of God to come over your emotions, to come over your mind, to come over you now. And I, I just ask, Lord, that you would remove traumatic thoughts, tormenting thoughts, and nightmares out of our mind in Jesus' name. We just command them to go. We bring down traumatic experiences and trauma right now. Right now, if the Lord brings it to your memory, just pull it down, take it captive, and Lord, bring healing right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you for your fire. We thank you for your power. We thank you for exposing truth tonight. And we just bless you in Jesus' name. I'm telling you guys, God is doing something. Let the Holy Spirit work in you tonight. There's a powerful move of God happening. And I'm telling you, this is so relevant because God wants to use us to help our friends and family break out of strongholds, break out of mental strongholds. There may be a time where we do another, another discussion on some of these mental things, but I'm telling you, this is a battle that is going on in the mind and God wants to set you free. I'm not, I'm not saying demons. I'm saying the battle of the strongholds of the mind. God wants to set us free and deliver us in Jesus name. Be blessed in Jesus name. I'm going to go to our other screen here and switch this. And then we're going to go ahead and hang out and talk to you guys. And then we're also going to go ahead, read the donations, guys. I know we're almost two hours in and I'm like, I'm trying to keep it an hour. And we went, we went way over. It's okay. You guys are here. You guys are hanging out. We love and appreciate every one of you. We will be live again on Monday night for our call-in. And then we'll be live with our guests Tuesday night. We'll be announcing that Sunday. And we do have another incredible guest I can't wait to announce that will be with us in two weeks here. So we have exciting people. We're lining up a lot of guests coming. If you got blessed tonight, we always say it every week, don't dine and dash. Show into the ministry. It doesn't matter the amount. Um, it could be small. It could be big. Hi, Grandma. Everyone shout out to Grandma Lillian. Um, it doesn't matter the amount, guys. If you if you feel led to sow, sow into what God is doing. It's good ground. We're reaching millions of people literally with the gospel. We're getting about a million views every single week with the gospel. And God is moving on social media. And we're seeing people get healed, delivered, and saved all over the country. Um, my grandma took notes the whole time. That's amazing, mom. I love it. Love you, grandma. appreciate you always watching and being a part of what God is doing. We're traveling, guys, once a month. We're working our best, doing everything we can. We're putting out content every single day. And so, so into what God is doing. There's links on screen. 
There's links in the comments, links tagged there. If you want to become a monthly partner, pray about doing that. You'll get all this stuff I told you in an email today. And then tomorrow or the next day, we'll be sending out our call from last night recorded. If you missed the partner's call, we'll be sending that out to your email. So don't stress out about that. It'll be there. Like I said, thank you to everyone saying awesome word and everyone saying, hey, grandma. I'm sure she can see on the screen. There's a whole bunch of bless you, grandma and hey, grandmas in the chat. I love every one of you. I love this community. I'm not going away yet. Like I said, I'm going to read the donations here and then I'm going to hang out with the chat. But if you want to give, the links are on screen. They're pinned in the comments. You can give through PayPal. My Zelle is on screen. My Venmo is at Isaiah Saldivar. You can also give very easy on the website, isaiahsaldivar.com slash partner. And I know a lot of people are giving right now. I'm going to give you guys like two minutes to process all those. And then I'm going to um, read the donations. And if you guys are wondering, where did this shirt go? This shirt is army of god is no longer on the merch store well that's because they banned the shirt and the reason being is there's an actual terrorist group called the army of god um they literally burn abortion clinics down and it's like a registered group with the u.s government and so i can't have army of god on the shirt with the company i use so i'm going to change this shirt to say god's army okay so i'm going to try to relist the shirt very soon and then we're also working on um new stuff uh if you're on youtube the link's literally pinned in the comment but i will post it again for you but if you want the if you want the link it's pinned in the comments and it's also in the description but let me go ahead and link this again for you guys um hold on give me a second here there you go there's the links again i just posted them through the comments on both youtube and on facebook but they're also pinned right there if you see the little blue comment on the very top on uh, facebook it'll be on the bottom you can go ahead and click that and you'll um be able to give there yeah i gotta change it i gotta change the wording because you know and here's the deal guys make sure that you're following us on youtube facebook and instagram and here's why because of the way things are heading we don't know what platforms will be on still like we don't know what's going to happen in the future so if they get take we get taken down off of youtube we have facebook if we get taken off of youtube and facebook we have instagram and if we get taken off of all those we're going to stream directly to our website so we have a backup plan but i just need you guys to stay plugged in to all of our stuff on our media pages in case anything happened, God forbid, I would be able to reach you guys. So, and I do have all the partners' emails. So if you have a partner, I do have your email. But just letting you know, Glad Tidings San Francisco misses you. I miss you guys too, Carlos. I miss you guys too. I do have an email list um, for all the partners. I could make one with people that don't partner as well. Um, that's something we could definitely do. Time was unbelievable. All glory and honor to Jesus forever. Thank you, mom. I appreciate you. Everyone's saying, hey, bless grandma. Yeah. So just so you guys know, make sure that you have, or you're following us on the different platforms because again, if anything happens to one, we'll have other ones to talk about. And then, yeah, I could stream directly to my website if I needed to. I can also stream through Zoom, but I don't want it to have to come to that. The reason being is when we stream, YouTube, Facebook, they promote our stuff to new viewers and we're bringing in new people every single time. And so if we go to these other platforms, we're not going to be able to, um, to be able to reach all those new people every single time. And if you are new, welcome to the stream tonight. I know there's still 1,500 of you on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe if you can. That's gonna help you stay in touch with what we're doing. And we are uploading every single day. We stream Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. If you're new tonight, if this is your first time on YouTube, just type one in the chat so I can see you and acknowledge you. If it's your first time tonight catching the live stream and you're on YouTube or Facebook, go ahead and type one um yeah yvonne you did it's okay though it was last night but we'll be sending it out a link so you'll get it my instagram is isaiah saldivar yeah my instagram is isaiah saldivar my facebook is isaiah saldivar 
Welcome, welcome, all you new people. I see you, Luke, Aim, Psyche. Welcome, Nabil, Jennifer. Lots of new people. Cheryl, welcome to the stream for the first time. Lots of new people. Velma, Chendos, Darla, Beauty, Bree. Welcome, Christine. I know I'm missing people. Dorothy, Sarah, Janie, David, Deborah, Brenda, Mary, Jemaine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Lots of new people. David, ba Bola, Bela. Welcome, welcome. Me Megan, Arlene, Anita. Welcome. Oh, wait, Anita's not new. Welcome, anyways. Janie, Ellen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Rachel. Awesome, awesome. Lots of new people. We got ones flying through the chat. Welcome to the stream. We're at the end of our stream. If you're just jumping in, we're going to read the donations now, and then we're going to hang out in the chat. Can't open the link to make a donation. Why not? I don't know why people are saying on, on Facebook they have an issue. Let me go to Facebook here. I, I tested it. I test all my links before I post them. For whatever reason, it's working on my end. Look, when I click it on Facebook, it goes right to my donation screen. Okay, let me type in then here. I'll put it in the comments if you're on Facebook. I'll put my PayPal.me link paypal.me slash Isaiah Saldivar. Okay, if you're on Facebook, I just typed in a new link for all of you on Facebook if it's not working for you. Let me see if that works. Yeah, I don't know. My, it works on my end. Like, I'm on Facebook now and it's working, but I know some people are saying it's not working. But let me go ahead and I just commented the new link, so let me make sure that's working. Um, if, you, if you can't figure out the links, just go to IsaiahSaldivar.com slash partner and it's super, super easy. Welcome, Dale. If it's your first time, welcome. It's super easy to give through uh, my website. Very easy. It's actually the easiest place to give. So I just put a new link in the chat. I don't know if it's going to work here. I don't think it's going to work for... Oh, yeah, it works. So there's a new link there. Isaiah Salivar. Uh, on paypal.me slash Isaiah Salivar. You can click that. Maybe double click it. Double click it if it's not working. Awesome. I just went to your website. Cool. Thank you. If you went to the website or Vzel, I'm not going to be able to see it until I get done with the stream, but I will read it later. Right now, I'm going to read all the PayPal from the pinned comment, and then I'm going to read the uh, Venmo. So if I don't read your name, it doesn't mean you didn't give. It's just that I'm only able to read those two platforms and acknowledge those two platforms. And then if you want to remain anonymous, there's an option to do that. Leave your name blank. I know a lot of people remain anonymous, and that's no problem. Ashley said, Yvonne, you were missed in the partner's call. Yes, you were. We had a good time. We had, a, we had a fun time. Thank you, Stephanie. It's easy to give. Yeah, I try to make it as easy, easy as possible. I'm pretty much on every platform possible, and I try to pin the links and have them. And they're on screen, too, right here. So if you're having trouble, they're on screen there. All right. All right, Felicia, go back to work. See ya. Thank you. All right, let's read these donations here, guys. Give me a second, and then we'll go through Venmo. Awesome. I can't wait to see a lot of you in North Carolina. I will be there next weekend. So that's going to be good. Went on till 1230. Yeah, we went, I think we went like, what, two hours in the partners call? We went long. We're going to be doing partners Q&A because I did not realize how many people have like just personal one-to-one -one questions they want to ask. So I'm going to be working on doing more stuff with the partners, like uh, Zoom calls. Obviously, we can't open up to everybody because we can't fit 3,000 people in the Zoom call. So anyways, that's going to be coming soon too. Leon Riley said, my wife and I have four small girls. Our date nights have turned into watching you when you're live. Your ministry has been so powerful in our life. Thank you, Leon. I appreciate that. Your date wife, your date night is watching my streams. I have four small girls as well. That's awesome. Anonymous said, thank you, brother Isaiah, for everything. God bless you, your family, and your staff. Thank you so much. Carrie Redman said, thank you for your ministry. How do churches get you to come speak? So you can, you can fill out a booking form on my website, but just note that I'm only speaking once a month. So I'm being very strategic on my bookings and... Um, I'm just only going one place per month. So a lot of my places I'm getting invited to, I'm not unfortunately going to unless the Lord specifically tells me to go there. So 
Good night, Yvonne Tunney Hill. Appreciate you. So yeah, but I have a, I have a booking form on my website. It's 3.45 in the UK, 3.45 p.m. or a.m. Johnny Max said, I bless your ministry in Jesus' name. Thank you, Johnny. Pablo Felix, I got your prayer request. Thank you so much. Brenda Alonzo said, church at home. God bless you. Thank you, Brenda. Mika said, thank you for all you do. And then I got your prayer request. If you're putting a prayer request, I won't read it out loud for the sake of not exposing people, but I will I will make sure I pray for these. I pray for every, all these after I'm done with the stream. Zach Sampson said, dude, this community is incredible and we're thankful God used you to create it. You're literally our church. Thank you, Zach Sampson. I appreciate you, bro. And good seeing your face last night. I see you right there. Oh, it did continue late. How long did you guys do, go for? I left the Zoom call after two hours and I told people they can stay in there and hang out and a bunch of people did, I guess. Zach, how long did you guys hang out in the Zoom call after I left? Thank you, Zach. I appreciate you. Merlina Alexander. Thank you so much. Um, awesome. I'm looking, Zach. Let me know what time you guys left or how long you guys went. I'll try to read that. Anonymous said, thank you for being um, an honorable son of God and spreading the message into my heart. He changed my life completely and I'm burning for my journey. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Let's see. I don't see the comment yet. 11 p.m. Vegas time. Five hours? Wait, what? I love you too, Nina and Nino. Shout out to Nina and Nino. You guys are amazing. Okay, how long did you guys go for? I left at three hours, 1230 your time. So we start at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. You guys went five and a half hours? What? What were you guys doing? Praying and sharing your testimonies? That's amazing. I'm glad I kept it open. Oh, they went for five hours. Okay, that's amazing. Five hours. <laughs> See how hungry people are, guys? They they went in the, they spent five hours in the partner's call last night. I lasted two hours, and then I had to get off. We'll do more partner's calls. We're going to do some hangouts and Q&As, where it's not going to be... I, I pretty much shared for 40 minutes and then did like an hour. I don't know. I did like an hour of Q&A last night, something like that. Wow, you guys went five hours. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. I love that. We need to do some community Zoom calls. The hard part is getting everybody being able to get into Zoom. I think my limit right now is like 500 people. Grace Villalba said, praise for prayer for a deeper relationship with Christ. The Victor said, thank you, Isaiah. We love you and honor you. I love you guys. Shout out to the Victors. Appreciate you. Awesome. Hannah, be kind. Said, let's go. Fire message tonight. A powerful healing message. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah. Kelly Piaskic. Thank you so much. Pablo Martinez. I said, I love your ministry and your energy. God bless you and your family. Pray for my family, please. Thank you. I appreciate that you love my energy. It's so funny when people on YouTube, they comment, they're like, you talk too fast. I can't listen to you. I'm like, okay, then don't. <laughs> it's like no one forces no one forces people to listen. It's, it's just funny how people are like, they'll say something and then they expect me to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to stop talking fast for you so that you'll watch my stream. When in reality, it's like, hey, if you don't like the stream or it's too fast for you, did I just mess up my whole thing? Yes, I did. Hold on, guys. I just totally... Give me a second here. I messed up my whole chat box. I don't even know where it went. No, where did my chat box go? It just disappeared. Did it go to my other monitor? My chat box literally just disappeared. Hold on, guys. Anyways, it's just funny. I'm like, you can watch. There's a million preachers that are calm and collected and aren't loud. Oh, there it goes. It went over to my other screen. Hold on. Hold on here. Oh, that's not good. Now I have to try to fix it to fit in the... Oh man, that's not good. Hold on, guys. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to fix that now. Oh, well, I'm gonna have to take the number off screen then. Oh wait, could we do it? Oh, could we do it? I think I'm doing it there. Oh, got it, fixed it. Wow, okay. All right, praise the Lord. I got my chat box back. Okay, let's finish reading these donations. Sorry. 
I'd just get nerdy for a minute because it disappeared. It went to my other monitor. It has a little mind of its own there. It needs to get delivered. Um, awesome. Someone said living room revival on one device. The word plays 24 seven and drastically change the atmosphere on another Isaiah's teaching. We can't help but share your videos with everyone. Keep feeding the fire. Thank you, Michelle Chase. I appreciate you guys. Allie and Audria said, my daughter is watching for the first time. The live counter says 2,600, but it should say 2,601. They're reaching more people with God's word than you know. Keep the fire coming. Thank you for your, thank you, brother. God bless you. Thank you so much, Ellie. I know someone messaged me saying there was like seven of us watching or something on one device. And so I realized I'm like, you know, we might have 2,500 or 3,000, but really we probably have like five to 10,000 because a lot of people are watching with their families and on one device. So it's, it's amazing what God is doing. I'm blown away. If you've been with us since the beginning, you know how the growth has been so crazy in God. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to read the comments here after the uh, donations. Kayla and Christ said, thank you for all the hard work. Kerger Bing. Thank you so much. Kerger Bing? Is that supposed to be Burger King? Anyways, thank you. That's that's cool. Kerger Bing. Thank you so much. Rochelle Trevino said, Holy Spirit fire. Anja, thank you so much. Will be, I'm free. Thank you so much. Said hallelujah. Sarah C. Thank you so much. Anthony, thank you. Mindy Lawton said, thank you. Uh, thank you more than you could ever know. Thank you so much, Mindy. Christy Mullis, Regina Covington. Thank you. Thank you. Lisa and Josh said, we've learned so much from you, saved most of our lives and never knew what we could never knew we could have had demons. I was delivered. And then I worked with the high school to deliver my husband for of a few demons or the HS. It feels so amazing to be free. Thank you for your ministry. Lisa and Josh. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Good night. Battle axe. Shara, Shara, good night. Have a good night. Thank you for being here. I'll talk to the chat here in a minute. Kelly Marie, thank you so much. Billy, thank you. Delacia G said, beautiful message tonight. God bless. Thank you so much. Anonymous, I have your request there. Jade Weber, thank you so much. Tyla Jeshua, Yeshua, thank you so much, Tyla. Eddie Lopez said, this live was fire. God bless. Thank you. Jermaine Dotson, thank you. Brady, thank you so much. Quentin Elijah, thank you. Holly Hooks said, bless you and your ministry. It's been such a blessing in my life. Thank you. Shamya Finkley, thank you so much. Jeremy Barmore said, awesome word tonight. Shanice Bowden, thank you. Susanna P said, thank you, God. Strongholds are breaking. I know it. I feel it sensitive myself. God bless you and your family and reward you abundantly beyond what you could ever imagine. Keep preaching, bro. Thank you, Susanna. Elizabeth Munez, thank you. Jeff Rodriguez said, wow, this stream was powerful. The Lord is preparing me and showing me these last couple days, preparing me for deliverance. Thank you, brother. Much love. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate appreciate you. Rebecca C said, thank you for the message. Bless you and your family. Thank you, Rebecca. Kemi said, may the Lord bless you and your lovely family. Thank you, Kemi. Daniela, thank you so much. I got your prayer request. Michelle Mariscal said, bro, you are awesome. Thank you, Michelle. You're awesome. Anonymous said, sowing into fertile soil. Thanks for everything. Anonymous said, God bless. Anonymous said, thank you. God bless your family. Candy Vallejo said, this message was exactly what I needed tonight. Thank you so much, Kelly. Candy Vallejo, you are amazing. We love you and appreciate you. Awesome, awesome. Andrea Dugan said, I'm free. Thank you for this message. This blessed me. God bless you. Anonymous, thank you so much. Adrian said, good evening, Isaiah. Pray in agreement with me that Jesus renews my mind. I got your request. Thank you, Adrian. Anna Gonzalez, thank you. Janice said, thank you for your obedience to God. May the Lord keep you and bless your ministry. Thank you, Janice. Redeen Neely, thank you so much. Randy Geiger said, thank you, man of God, for all you do. I really appreciate your ministry. It helps me out. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll be reading the chat here in a minute, guys. Let me finish reading these donations. Valma Cooley said, love you, bro. Lee Feist said, thank you, sir. Thank you, Lee. Galena, I got your prayer request. Shandri said, thank you. I appreciate your ministry. I've been getting set for three, 
I've been getting set free through your videos. Thank you, Shandri. Eagle Man, thank you. Viana Bashua, thank you so much. Said, thank you for delivering me. God is so good. Good message tonight. Thank you. Anonymous said, God bless. Anonymous said, bless. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Ruth said, love you and uh, love you and the Lord, Isaiah. God bless you. Appreciate all you do for the body and the kingdom of God. Thank you, Ruth. We love you too. Anonymous said, um, got healed in my mind. Felt a magnetic force over my mind with my hands hovered over my head as you prayed. Strongholds revealed and more. God bless. Thank you, Anonymous. Natalie C., said miss the show but i'm gonna bless you because i know it was amazing god bless thank you natalie make sure that you go back and watch it tonight it was awesome listen y'all if you didn't get blessed which i know you did i blessed myself tonight so i felt free to be even in my own mind so i'm excited okay and everyone was very civil tonight i don't think we had to smack anybody with the ban hammer maybe my mods did but i didn't i didn't see any anybody getting banned okay let me read the venmo here guys Again, my events for this for February are on my website, isaiasaldivar.com slash schedule. So I don't have any other events but those for you guys. And then I'll be releasing March as soon as I lock it in. All right, here we go. I'm trying to travel in different places, so I'm not going to the same place area every time. But yeah, we're going to work it out. Let me go through my Venmo real quick. All right, let's go through these. Maria, Maria Rowlett said, thank you. Victoria Garcia, thank you so much. Said, from my son, Gabriel Garcia from San Angelo, Texas, sewing in your ministry. Vashon Dalbridge said, the Lord bless you. Definitely something I was dealing with. Thanks for the videos. Definitely have been learning so much. Thank you, Vashon. Ashley Scherter said, so, so good. Also in Newton, North Carolina. Is it first come, first serve? Looking forward to hearing you and seeing you in person again. Ashley, I'm excited to see you again. It's, it is first come, first serve. There's no registration. There's two morning services and a night service. And the, the, all the times and the address is on my website. But yeah, it's first come, first serve. It's going to be packed, guys. So I'm just letting you know I would get there a couple minutes early. Denisha Camacho said, thank you for what you do for us. God bless you and your family. Robert Shra, I can't say your last name, said recruiting for the harvest. Ryan Doherty said live by the word. Thank you, bro. Vanessa Torres said thank you so much tonight, Isaiah. I've been praying for a love about, I've been praying for a love about this topic. I was so blessed tonight. I cried like a baby. Thank you. Thank you, Vanessa. Spencer Cortez. Thank you so much. Julie Gonzalez. Thank you. Caleb Strait. Thank you so much, bro. Lori Land Landucci said preach holy fire. Praise Jesus. Yay. I know you guys enjoy me pronouncing names wrong, so it's okay. Vashon Dalbridge said, mind filling cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the video, of course. Bless you, brother Isaiah, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Vashon. Teresa Reyna said, thank you, brother. God bless you in your ministry. Uh, Dina Calderon said, thank you for your prayers. God bless. Karen Morenci said, blessings for your teachings and, and Holy Ghost prayers. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alma. Said, powerful word. I was blessed. Um, Kindle Gotten said, warrior of God. Thank you so much. Carmela Gulp. Say, you're such a blessing to the body of Christ. I'm praying for my brothers who full of demons to be delivered. I got your prayer request there. Vanessa DeLeon said, may the Lord continue to use you and protect you. Thank you for the content you put out. Anora Phillip said, Isaiah, powerful teaching tonight with so much going on right now all over the world. We need to have sound mind and keep our mind stayed on God. God bless you in your ministry. Cassie said, God bless you. Isabel Beagle said, God bless you and your family. Thank you. Nicole Norton said, thank you for everything you do. Please remember my family in your prayers. Thank you, Nicole Norton. I appreciate you. You're awesome. Um, okay. I'm just checking on the chat here and just monitoring it. I know we have mods, but sometimes people do get out of line while I'm reading. They take advantage. All right. I'm almost done. Tressa Black said, God bless you and your family. Um, please make a short stream on praying on the full armor effectively. I will. Good idea. Latoya Ormsby 
to the teaching on mental strongholds, praying for your ministry. Thank you, Latoya. Alexandra Rojas said, breaking mental strongholds tonight was fire. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Alexandra Rojas. And you guys are like, how are you talking so fast? How do you read so fast? I'm actually slowing down. I can read and talk a lot faster than this. I just try to stay slow for you guys so you guys understand me. Yes, I talk fast. I know. I'm slow now, guys. If you listen to my old preaching, I used to talk a lot faster. I've slowed down to try to help people that are older be able to understand me. Because some of the older people are like, we can't understand you. You talk too fast. The chat has been clean. Awesome. Yeah, I know I could talk fast. I could talk very fast. <laughs> Shauna Swank, thank you. Audrey and Chip um, said, thank you for edifying my husband and I. We're young and the world lies. Please pray for us. We're fighting the good fight. Um, being married very young, prodigal's home. Thank you, Audrey and Chip. I will pray for you guys. Adam, thank you. Avani Gill said, love you, man. Thank you, Avani. I can talk fast too. <laughs> That's anointing. Go, go the fastest, fastest. Um... What do you mean go the fastest fastest? You guys have to announce like how fast. It's just not for it's just not older people. Yeah, I know. I talk fast. The chat's been full of rice and beans. <laughs> what does that mean? Come up for air every now and again. I go down. Listen, if you guys heard me preach in person, I do not breathe. I breathe a lot more in the streams. And let me just all right, th there's there's 1300 of you. So this is like the real the real dedicated, and there's a thousand on YouTube still and 330 on Facebook. For whatever reason, people stay on YouTube and you guys stay till the ending screen on Facebook. They jump off sooner because Facebook's a social media platform. YouTube's a search. People are there to watch stuff. So I know YouTube stays longer. But if you noticed in my live stream preachings, I don't take huge gaps, gasps of air on the live streams. And the reason is, is because this mic is so clear and it picks up so much, it's hard it picks up the breath when I breathe in, it picks it up very loud. So it's hard to listen to when I'm like <gasps> breathing deep. So I've been breathing, working on breathing through my nose a lot more now. So that's a little insider secret there. So I don't breathe through my mouth as much like the big ga gas of air, even though I'm still preaching just as hard. I'm now working on breathing through my nose. So it's easier for you guys to listen to because we are on a podcast network and a lot of people listen audio so they don't get to see me and people are like it's so hard to listen on the audio when you're taking huge deep breaths after every word <laughs> so i'm not backing down i'm like i'm still gonna preach and listen i'm preaching regardless but now i'm trying to work on breathing through the nose but in person i still breathe loud through the mouth because i just i'm just loud doesn't matter so it's just harder when you're not in person to listen to impressive you talk fast thank you lynn I thought you sounded different. You're doing awesome. Thank you, Mindy. And here's the funny part, guys. <laughs> that's a that's a nice sound from your mic. Thank you. The funny part is our viewership has gone through the roof since I stopped breathing in deep. And I get it, guys. Listen, I know people sometimes just have a hard time. There was a guy I used to listen to that would make certain noises as he would preach. Not the breath, but certain noise. And I had to stop listening to him because it's like I just physically couldn't listen to a certain noise he was making. Like... I just couldn't listen. So I get what people are coming from. And since I started working on breathing through my nose, our, our viewership has went through the roof. It's just funny. But people literally, legitimately, people are like, I just have a hard time listening. Like, I love your stuff. I love your teachings. But when you're like, and then, and you're taking deep breaths, which is like what keeps me alive is the deep breaths. I, I want to be able to preach intense. So that's anyways, that's a whole nother story. Those inhales get me fired up though. Thank you, Alex Smith. I appreciate it. Jeez, Isaiah, you're doing great. Just breathe. Don't worry about these people. I know you guys, listen guys, I'm at a place where I, I just don't care anymore. I've read every comment you can think of. So I just don't care. And I know people are like, what's that noise you make after you say a word? I'm like, that's breathing. You have to breathe. I mean, if you're preaching this loud for this long, you have to breathe at some point. Gotta get an inhaler. Isaiah, regardless, we thank the Lord for you. Thank you, JC. I appreciate you. 
Bye for Friday. Bye, Stormy Driver. I appreciate you. Don't listen to the haters. I don't. Trust me. If I did, I wouldn't be streaming right now. I will not. I don't know when I'll be in Seattle, but I will be in Pasco, Washington at the end of February. The date's on my website. What kind of mic do you have? I have a Shure SM7B with a uh, cloud lifter and a Go XLR mini audio interface. But yeah, it's a Shure. It's a Shure SM7B. It's the, it's the best mic you can get for podcasting. Put it that way. I mean, it really is. I'm not just saying that. It's not like a weird flex. It literally is the best podcasting mic. I feel the Holy Spirit in this room. Awesome, awesome. Me too. Appreciate your teachings. Yeah, I'll be at Hungry Gen. He's human. He needs air. Yeah, absolutely. Don't change a thing. Thank you, Cherie. Deep breaths, laugh aloud. Get an inhaler. Can you imagine an inhaler like as I'm preaching? I'm like, and then God, and like, and God wants you to like in the middle of the thing. That'd be funny. So guys, the way I travel is I don't pick where I go. I get invites, I pray over the invites, and then I go where we feel God's calling us to go. We obviously can't take every invite, especially now because I'm only traveling once to twice a month, but we do pray about them. Take off the headphone, take take off the headphones, wait, what? That would be that would be hilarious. My best friend showed me this. Uh, he saw your videos of John Ramirez and felt supernatural calling to give for the first time. Awesome, Megan, we're glad you're here. I love how the new people are still here because this is like, I'm just hanging out talking to the chat here. Um, and the fact that there's still 1,300 of you, again, there's th- almost 1,000 on YouTube according to my app. Is my app right? Yeah. And then there's over 300 on Facebook. That's that's amazing. And remember, we only started streaming on YouTube like about two months ago. We only streamed to Facebook for over a year. Wow, we're two hours in. Yeah, we're two hours and 10 minutes in. <sighs> Isaiah walking on stage with the oxygen tank on wheels. Sweet Jesus, that would be hilarious. Love you, bro. Love you, Nathaniel. Take care, bro. Where's the wifey? She's probably chasing the kids around right now. We do have four kids, and so it's no joke. Uh, Hungry Jen was in Dallas. Yeah, those people from Hungry Jen in Dallas, too. The wifey's outside, out of the room. I haven't been to South California Cottonwood Church. No, I haven't. You're on YouTube and the TV? Awesome, Nikki. Didn't feel like it was two hours? That's a good thing. When people are like, it feels like you just went live. I'm like, I definitely didn't just go live. I'm glad it goes by fast. It goes by fast to me. The worst thing is when someone's preaching with no oil, no Holy Ghost, and it just drags on. It's like, okay, just end it already. So I appreciate that the time flies by. That's just the, it's the Holy Spirit, really. Be fruitful and multiply. We have four kids, so we definitely are. Um, We can try to. The problem with the Zoom is I can't invite everybody in because we can't hold that many people. So that's the problem with Zoom, which is why we do everything free on our live streams. Because I had to pray extra because I was freezing. Prayer group. Thank you for your preaching night. You end by, don't forget your shield hold close by. Uh, Like you think I could be washing dishes right now. I'm new to your teachings. It's awesome. Welcome, Elizabeth. I'm glad you're here. Sarah said, I want a smart TV so I can blast your videos to my unsafe family. Awesome, awesome. That's with dead preaching. Preach for something to sit down. Can you make a list of acceptable media? Uh, I don't know. That would probably be a long list. Doesn't feel like two hours. Thank you, Christina. I appreciate you. I don't know any churches in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's hard to talk all at once on Zoom. Save Zoom for the partners calls. I uh, yeah, I have Zoom is for the partners calls because I can't host everybody on Zoom. It's too many people. Monday answer call. Where is this chat from? Where is that chat from? It's from YouTube. So I have YouTube and Facebook merged. 
So you can see them both on screen. That's what you're seeing. I blasted tonight's... Uh, let's see. They're going quick here. I blasted tonight's message. Where is that at? I blasted tonight's message in the kitchen so my family would hear. That's awesome, Julie. Awesome, awesome. I've been missing the live chat replays. I've missed being live with the fam. Yeah, Nikki, on YouTube, unfortunately, you can't see the live comments when they're done, but on Facebook, you can. I love the live uh, interaction. It's amazing. When I Will I come to Phoenix, Arizona? I'll be in Peoria, Arizona in June. But I don't have any dates for Phoenix. Learning lots. Very anointed. Blessings in your family. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. When the next partners call? Uh, the actual call where we give all the numbers and talk about our vision and plans for the future will probably be in like the next two to three months. But we're going to do a partners Q&A probably next month. So we're going to do more partner stuff. It'll be like Q&As, not just partner calls. Because the thing is the partners calls we do every couple months. South Carolina here. Welcome. We love you. We love you too, Mariella. We get the silly Isaiah. Yeah, Wendy. Awesome. I don't have anything planned. I, I'll try to make a list. Yes, Liv. It's hard to make a list because I don't know all the Christian material that you can watch. So it's, it would be hard for me to make a list because I don't know everything that's out there. And I honestly don't really watch stuff. I'm kind of just too busy to watch a lot of stuff. I was wondering how you could read all the comments. Yeah, it's because I have them all merged together on one screen. So even as I'm preaching, I'm reading the comments too. Don't ask me how I do it, but I do. Christine, Christina, uh, Christine Luna said, blessings from San Antonio, Texas. Thank you so much, Christine. I appreciate you. How about a partner's Facebook page? That's definitely possible. It's just hard to know who's a partner on Facebook because I have their email. So I don't have their Facebook things necessarily. I don't have a school, Eddie. But I have, you can be a part of my, my YouTube page. I have like 40 hours of spiritual warfare teaching. So there's a whole library in school there. San Diego, he reads fast too. Yeah, I read fast as well. Do you ever come to Tennessee? I haven't been to Tennessee recently. I have been in the past though. That's good guys. Follow his example. You're a good teacher. Thanks for guidance. Thank you, Liv. Hire, hire me, bro. I'll come help with the team grows. I will, Ryan, if there's an opening, I'll definitely hire you. You need a Slack channel so we can all talk outside of the chat because it closes. That would be cool, Maria. A Discord. I could a Discord channel will let everyone talk when we're not live. YouTube, you can talk before the video. But I could think I could think about making a Discord channel or a server where everyone can talk on there. I don't know who uses how many people use Slack. I know a lot of people use Discord to talk and chat and stuff. Mm -mm. Zambia, welcome. Do you believe in being drunk in the spirit? The rivers of living water, like Jesus said, what's wrong with that? Mm, I think it's biblical, but I don't like purposely try to get drunk in the Holy Spirit. I think being drunk in the spirit is not like a thing. I think it's more of like a feeling when the Holy Spirit's been on you or you've been in a prayer meeting, you come out feeling drunk like they did in the book of Acts, but I don't think it's like, oh, I'm going to go get drunk on the Holy Spirit. Discord, please. No Discord. Shout out from Redley. I don't know if you know what Discord is. Favorite worship song? I don't really have a favorite, Jordan. Because the way versus Isaiah has Holy Spirit brain-powered speed. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca, thank you. Will you ever write books? Yes, I will. Here's the thing, guys. Hold on, Isaiah, let's bring Mexico. I'll translate in Spanish. You can go super fast. That would be really cool. Isaiah, so anointed. One day we'll look back to grateful, known him personally. Thank you, Hannah Wilson. I appreciate you. Okay, so here's the thing, guys. 
I'm not even going to talk about books anymore. I'm not going to tell you, oh, I'm writing a book, none of that, because you guys don't believe me because I've been saying that for years. I'm just going to write a book undercover, and then I'm going to be like, oh, by the way, my book comes out next month. So I'm going to write a book, a handbook on casting out demons. That will be the first book I write. That'll be a way to teach to churches, and you guys can have a handbook and it written down. Everything I've taught, I'm going to have it written down. So that will be my first plan. Yes, everyone. I'm trying to read you guys' comments, but it's hard because they're moving fast. Would you consider using Clubhouse as a platform? Maybe. I got an invite to Clubhouse, but it's invite only, and a lot of people in my following probably don't have it. And so I'm already doing so much on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and I'm working on uh, TikTok. So my TikTok's going to be a bunch of stream highlights just to purely reach young people and new people. And so I'm not big on TikTok. I don't sit and watch TikTok, but... I'm going to make one so we could reach new people as well because there's so many millions of kids and young people on there. Awesome. All right. We've been live for two hours and almost 20 minutes. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. It's in beta mode clubhouse. Yeah, it's in beta. I don't speak Spanish. I wish I did, but I don't. What school did I go to? Do you mean Bible college? I went to Kingdom Covenant Leadership Institute. It was a satellite school from a school in Canada. Rap? I can't. I wish. I don't know. Maybe when things open up in New York more. But I definitely want to do something with Alexander in person. I preached once with him before in Florida with Jeremiah Johnson. A book will include an audiobook? Yes. If I come out with a book, it will come out, it'll have an audiobook too. So you guys can hear my voice reading the book to you. Seriously. Yeah, I'm gonna make I'm gonna be having a TikTok soon. I I got locked out of my other one because I forgot. Long story short, I just can't get into my other TikTok, my first one I made. I only posted like twice on it anyways. You could rap in tongues. Hey, he's a good speaker. I don't remember where. It was a satellite school, so I did the school at a church here, but it was from Canada. I love you guys too, Nikki. Reading very fast. Can you be an auctioneer? Probably. Blessings in Jesus' name. Do you have an e-course or boot camp on different topics? Yes, on my YouTube channel. Guys, my YouTube channel, I have hundreds of hours of teaching. When you get an e-course, it's the same thing. They just basically do a stream and then they record it and they sell it. I'm not bashing or hating on nobody, but y'all are getting it free three times a week. So I have 40, over 40 hours of deliverance teaching on my YouTube channel. Could I box it up and make an e-course and sell it? Yes, but why would I if it's free on my YouTube channel? Do you like any sports teams? No, I don't watch or get into sports. And not, it's not because of religious reasons. I'm just not into sports. They bore me. Mm-hmm. You and David Deegan need to collab again? I was thinking that today. We will soon. No, the partner messages are not on YouTube. They're older messages and sermons I've preached. Kind of like the archives, the classics. But some of them might be, but most of them are not. They're definitely not on my YouTube channel. Mm -mm. Yeah, we need godly stuff on TikTok. I don't scroll through TikTok because of that. I don't want to see like graphic stuff and stuff like that. Yeah, I filmed an e-course with Jeremiah Johnson. It's coming out next month. It'll be for sale through his platform. But I'm telling you on my stuff, I don't have e-courses for sale. Everything I have is free because a lot of people can't afford e-courses and I want everyone to be able to hear the message. And because you guys sow and give all the time, you enable it. You enable me to be able to put out content for free. 
Trinity won this video. I could make one soon. Yeah. Lots of skin on TikTok. Yeah. That's why I don't go on it. Where are your favorite places to shop? I don't know. I buy button-ups at Express, but I don't really go shopping at all. I literally wear my merch. All my clothing. I have like 30 of my shirts that are all my merch in different colors. And if you're wondering why, it's like, why do you always wear white and black? Because it looks better on camera. Colored shirts clash with colored backgrounds and stuff. So that's why I don't wear crazy colors on camera. If I wear like a bright red shirt, it's hard to look at for an hour. I know it sounds weird to you guys, but just let me be a nerd, okay? Fresh cut. Yep, I got a haircut this morning. You missed the live again? It's all right, Serene. I'm about to end and you can rewatch it. That's why your ministry is so blessed because you're making it free. God bless. Thank you, Kayla. Keela. That's not me. Express is my favorite store. Awesome. Favorite color? I don't know. I don't really have a favorite color. I haven't been in New Jersey. Nope. Okay, I love you guys. I'm thank you that there's 1100 of you still here. I'm I'm I am flattered. I'm not kidding. I appreciate you guys. You guys are strong. The army's strong. You guys are amazing. I love you guys. Kevin Zada. I'm not sure who that is. How old were you when you got married to your wife? I was 21, I think. <laughs> I was 21. Or maybe I was 20. Hold on, let me think. I think I was 20. I don't remember honestly. Hold on. I got saved. I was 19, 20. No, I was 21. I was 21. I got the first part of the video and I come back to get the replay and you're still on. It's insane. Two hours and 20 minutes is like a long time. It's a long time. I'm new here, but my wife loves your channel. Welcome, Eugene. I was watching for the first time with John Ramirez. I'll check him out. What's nine, what's nine plus 10? 19. I'll check him out. Okay, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I got saved at 19. I got married at 21. I was about to turn 20, right? I got saved at 19 in January. I turned 20 in May. And then I got married the next year, September. I think. I don't have to ask my wife about that. Just kidding. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Have a good night. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, YouTube Army, for staying till the end. You guys are awesome. Thank you, everyone on Facebook. Uh, Sunday, we'll announce who's going to be on Tuesday. Make sure you jump on there. You get in the streams. You get in the lives. Every day we're posting. Get on at 6 o'clock. If you've already saw the stream clips from Saturday and Sunday that we post from Friday, just like them and comment them. Just pretend they're new and go ahead and give us a like and comment. And if you're new on YouTube, subscribe. It helps us a lot. Love you guys. Have a good night. See ya. My wife's laughing. Wait, why is she laughing? Wait, Alyssa, why are you laughing in the chat? Hold on, we're back. Why is she laughing? What happened? I guess I could just go in the other room and ask her, but I'd rather wait. What's funny? I tricked you guys. I'm back. Hold on. There you go. Wait, Alyssa, why are you laughing? She could literally probably hear me screaming. I seen that. Thank you for this next message. The forgot joke. Oh, because I said I forgot. I was kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, because I don't know how long I've been married for. I do. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for staying. I'm back to give you guys a secret just for those that stayed. I'm just kidding. Man, I need this lighting is making my teeth look yellow. I need to change the color of this lighting. It's too yellow. I put it too yellow tonight. I need to make it whiter so my teeth look whiter.
Wait, nine plus 10 equals 21? No, it doesn't. What the? Are you serious? All right, bye. I'm doing three services in North Carolina. Two in the morning and one at night. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Love you guys. Oh, my wife said she responded. Okay. Reward show ending. What? You're in trouble. Who said that? We know your teeth are white. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. My teeth aren't white right now. This lighting. I'm so confused with the 10 plus 9. Your teeth don't look yellow. Okay. They do on my screen. See ya. Good night. Good night. Love you guys. Take care. God bless. Thank you, Esther. Thank you, Lola Okambala, for the donation. I appreciate that, Lola. You're a legend. Thank you so much. My teeth aren't yellow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I did get Invisalign. Thank God. I got Invisalign a year ago, and thankfully, these new super crystal clear cameras, I'm just grateful I got Invisalign. Put it that way. On the bottom, I got Invisalign. Team behind the scenes. Speak super fast. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. I guess people like when I talk super fast. It could be entertaining, right? All right. Thank you, everyone. Saying that my teeth look great. I, I'm, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you, guys. The game show. All right. Good night. I'm leaving for real. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. Listen. If you're still here, go to bed. Why am I here? Why are you here? Go to bed in Jesus' name. That's it. I'm done. Bye.